We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The hottest next tape you'll find online. Next all day. We bleed blue and orange. This is Knicks Fan TV, your one-stop shop for the ultimate New York Knicks fan experience. News, rumors, debates, post-game live streams featuring live callers. Let's go Knicks, baby! And now, your host, CP, the NY Fanatic. All right, here we go. Special edition Sunday live stream. CP from Knicks Fan TV, my man Jay Ellis from the Nick of Time Show. On today's episode, we will recap this past week's news and rumors off the offseason. A lot to discuss. So we're going to break it all down, give you our takeaways. Of course, get your takeaways. Phone lines are up 657-383-1509. Today's episode is also the Knicks Fan TV 10,000 subscriber celebration. We made it a 10K. Got to thank everybody who supported us. My man Jay Ellis is here with us, man. Equally as part of this as any. Jay Ellis, definitely appreciate it, man. We we came a long way, man. Came along. Started this thing last Ooh. year, man. Look, look, what we, look what we made it to, man. Dog, came a long Man, listen, I had no license post-game live started. I'm telling you right now. We, 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 we <laughs> move it, man. We move it, man. We move it, though. We move it. That's it. It's worth it. The work is being put in. Work is being put in, man. If, if people look at our original shows, our original live streams, man, you guys will see the progress for yourself. I didn't delete none of it. Everything is on the channel, in the library for everybody to see out in the open, to see our growth. I think it's I think it's cool to see, you know, how far we yeah. come, man, and where we going. Yeah, even the crappy ones, the bad audio and the dropouts. Facts. All, Facts, all, all that, that all that, man. It's all a learning experience, man. It's all a learning experience. So uh, that's all we want to say, man. Thank you for everybody who's been subscribing, liking the videos, sharing the videos, commenting on the videos. As I told you guys from the beginning, it goes a long way. And as you see, man, we made it to 10,000. So on to the next milestone. And uh, for that, at the end of today's show, there will be one lucky fan who's watching right now. Who will walk home with a $50 NBA store gift card courtesy of Knicks Fan TV, the Nick of Time show, the post-game live show, everybody, man. So we're going to announce that. The link is going around in the chat right now. Make sure you subscribe to both channels, and then you'll get the link. Once you get the link, you'll have to put in your name, 
your YouTube channel name, and your email. Make sure your email is accurate. Don't put abracadabra at abcd.com. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No. I'm not, not going to email you, but in order to get the gift card, I need a valid email address. So make sure you put that in there. Okay, JL, so let's kick it off. Let's let's get down to business, man. Let's go. Let's we got an off season to get into. I'm excited. You're excited. The whole Knicks Nation is excited. It, it started off this week, this past Tuesday, the NBA lottery, the first phase of the off season, man. Mm-hmm. What what a day it was. What a day. What a night it was. Yeah, that was a fun night, man. It was a it was a fun <laughs> night, man. Fun. It was fun. It, I know we didn't get the number one pick, but it was facts. still memorable. That's, that's for damn facts, sure. man. And hey, we, we raised $1,000 for charity. $1,000 went to the Garden of Dreams Foundation, man. So hey, man. salute to everybody that was a part of that. The Knicks Film School crew, Posting and Toasting, Hard Knicks Life, Locked On Knicks, and uh, Gotham Sports Network, as well as us, Nick of Time Show, and Knicks Fan TV. So uh, the network is, is growing, and, and we did a good job there, man, for sure. But, sure, man. But out of that, J. Ellis, no, we didn't get the grand prize, which is Zion. Nope. Well, we got number three, and I think after the hoopla, the hysteria of losing, the next day, the morning after, you could tell everybody kind of calmed down. Yeah, and, and we move forward to to the realistic prospect of drafting mm-hmm. one R.J. Barrett uh, onto this roster, man. But so, what, what's your overall just quick synopsis of uh, R.J. Man, your, your quick feelings on it so far? All right, so R.J. Barrett, man, R.J. Barrett is a uh, is a guy on Duke that a lot of people feel like he's one of the, he's. Some people would say that he is a safe pick in the draft. Mm-hmm. Uh, some people would say that you know Zion is the overall pick, but uh, R.J. coming into the league, he has a lot of tools. Like he can play multiple positions. He has the capability to be a multi-level defender. Um, he can pass pretty well. He's a rebounding guard. He can rebound really well for a guard, especially on a defensive end. And he seems like uh, when he in transition, he's pretty deadly and very strong left hand. On on the weak side, the jump shooting has to improve. The efficiency has to improve. And yeah, some of the decision making has to improve. But you know, that's, that's a lot of rookies decision making. Uh, absolutely, man. Um, I said it even before the lottery and you guys have heard me say, no joke, I, I was cool with getting R.J. Barrett. I was yeah. cool with getting R.J. Barrett. From from what I saw from him this year, um, I saw a guy that has that dog in him. He's gonna bring it every night. He's a he's a hustler. He's a he has, he's a high energy guy, smart IQ guy. Basketball is in his blood. It's in his family. It, you know what I mean? I, I think you see a guy who can be a leader on a team, a guy who can score. You know, yeah, we, we've seen that his jumper needs work, his free throws needs work, but he can still score. He can still put that yeah. ball in the hole. Make no mistake. Yeah, he gets to the free throw line at a pretty good rate. Right. And like and like I said, transition. Uh he, he scores pretty well in transition and when he's like around the basket, he scores pretty well around the basket. Uh I wanna see what he does on the next level when guys are bigger and taller. Right. Um but um we'll see what happens, man. He has the tools, he has a chance. He ha he has a chance, as you said, man, and as we bring up the graphic here, the strengths and weaknesses provided by our guy Spencer with the front office eye. Uh, you know, listen, he, he still averaged a good 22 points per game at Duke. Mm-hmm. 23 points per game. Four block shots. And uh, seven rebounds. I mean, sorry, point four blocks. Seven rebounds. Seven rebounds. So, I mean, he ha- I believe he has that g- a good size to play the two. You know, yeah. and, and, and 
he gives you that versatility because we've seen from him he can be a capable playmaker. He can run the, the, the point at spots. And at his size, you could probably run him at the three. And when we're looking at positionless basketball here, what the Knicks were trying to do with Kevin Knox a little bit last year and towards the end of last year, you know, if you think about those two guys running the two and the three in a small ball lineup, once Knox bulks up, you could go Knox at the four, RJ three. You know what I'm saying? I think it just gives you that flexibility, man. And, and that's what I like about the, the potential uh, of drafting RJ Barrett on this team. Yeah, like if he reaches his potential, he can be really good. If he reaches his potential, like if he if he cleans up the defense and the shooting mainly, yeah, looking at somebody who can be um, an impact player in the NBA for sure. But those th- those two things have to you know have to progress. And if he doesn't really progress, maybe he, he can still have value as somebody who can make plays for other people in spots. That, that that's a fact, man. That's a fact. I'm just bringing up this. Um, I'm just bringing up this graphic here that my man Orange and Blue Forever came up with. So there was an article earlier. There was an article earlier this week about uh, the comparisons between RJ and D Wade, which I thought was pretty interesting. So in in D Wade's final season at Marquette, he averaged 21. Six boards, four assists, 50% shooting, and 31% from three. R.J. Barrett, 22.6 points per game, seven boards, four dimes as well. Uh, 45% field goal range, 30% from three. Pretty similar numbers. Pretty yeah. similar numbers. Not not trying to say that he will be the next D. Wade. You know, and, and college guys put up stats all the time. Doesn't always translate at the next level. Yes, but you could see similar elements in his game to to a flash. What, what do you think I, about I, that? Yeah, I prefer that than the James Harden comparison. Yeah, yeah, the the, yeah, yeah. The James Harden one wasn't wasn't too accurate, but I hear you though. Yeah, like I guess I maybe when they're saying James Harden, they're saying because because Harden played shooting guard but can pass a little bit, right? And you know, is a threat for triple doubles. Maybe that's what they're, they're saying. But um, the shooting is such like a it's such a wide gap in shooting. That's why I wouldn't really say James Harden. But I can I could possibly see D Wade ish comparisons being a little bit more plausible. <laughs> yeah, I, I can see that. I, I can see I can see the D Wade com- comparisons um, for sure. And like I said, not to you know get caught up in the similarity of the numbers, but similarity in styles. You know, Flash wasn't the best three point shooter, yeah. but he was a clutch. He was a clutch three point shooter. He was a capable three point shooter. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So I, that's how I, I kind of see that the similarity. Flash was a he was a capable playmaker, a scorer. You know what I mean? I kind of I kind of see that similarity. Much more than Harden, though. Much more than Harden. Yeah, definitely much more than Harden. Much more than Harden, man. What do you guys think of the chat, man? Of the the RJ and and uh, D Wade comparisons? Do you, do you find them to be similar, uh, or, or do you think that you think is far off base? I thought that was fairly interesting, man. Um, another aspect of the draft is that, uh, Cleveland is interested in RJ Barrett or so the rumors say, and, and, you know, one thing about, you know, this time of this time of year is that, you know, you're going to, you're going to hear a lot of noise. You're going to hear a lot Mm -hmm. of noise, some true, some not so true. Some teams will throw stuff out there to get other teams to, you know, bite, choose the wrong player, make a hasty move, choose a player that, you know, or, or not choose a player that the other team wants. You know, it's, it's a whole lot of that. It's a whole lot of noise that you that you're gonna hear. But 
right. you know, mm-hmm. um, the the rumor is 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 that Cleveland is uh, high on R.J. Barrett. Now they have the fifth pick. Yep, Knicks will pick third. So it'll be interesting to see because from what we know, um, the Knicks will look into potentially trading down if the opportunity presents itself. They do. They have met with Jared Culver. Yep. They have met with uh, Cam Reddish. Yep. And they've met with Kevin Porter. Uh, what What do you think, JL? Is the prospect of trading down here? Um. Well, they also they they tried to meet DeAndre Hunter and Darius Garland, but they weren't available. But right. um, it, I mean, it depends. It really depends. Like, uh, depends on if who they want below is who they really believe in, and depends on what what uh they can get in return. Like, I'm open. I'm open to all options. Uh, personally, like I know some people are like, don't don't trade RJ. Da, 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 da. But I'm just like, if you can get multiple first rounds and you feel very strongly about somebody a slot before, then I, I might take the pick. First, I like Culver's game. I like that he can shoot pretty well. I don't think – I'm not sure about this athleticism is going to translate in the next level, seeing the way he was kind of shut down in the finals. Because he didn't have that blow-by speed that you kind of need, I, yeah. I feel like that might be. Uh, Hunter was a tough matchup for in, in that yeah. in that uh, championship game for sure. Yeah, like so. I mean, I'm not sure if Culver is my guy. Yeah, everybody knows. Everybody knows my guy, and I'm a I'm a I'm a, I'm a Darius fan. You are you are a Garland guy. I haven't heard much um, linkage between us and, and Garland, but um, Culver intrigues me. Intrigues me mm-hmm. as well. I see him as a guy that, you know, does a little bit of everything well. He's, you know, he doesn't have that great athleticism, like you said. So maybe his separation speed, the ability to create one-on-one, maybe a challenge at the next level. Yeah. But, you know, I think he, he can be a playmaker. He shoots a three-ball fairly well. I think he has that good size. I think he has good length. Um, You know, defense, I think he can defend fairly well. Yeah, and, yeah. Sure. Yeah, so um, you know, it, it, obviously, I'm not necessarily a fan of trading down, but if Cleveland is willing to give you some value, you know, whether they're willing to give you unprotected or or you know uh, a first round pick for next year, you got to consider everything. You got to put all your options at, at, on the table. You know, yeah. Can also considering he like um, I don't know, like 2022, like you, there might be a deeper draft. This draft isn't really considered to be that deep. Yeah. Um. So, so to have uh, another pick next season mm-hmm. or a season, I'm, I'm not sure what pick they have left to, to trade. I'm not sure what what's in the cupboard with them, but um, I know 2022 they're talking about you know high schoolers being able to be in a draft lottery again. Right. So in 2022 you can get a pick from them, and and they're still suck. That's a high draft pick for us in 2022. That can look very nice for us. True indeed. True indeed. So your your thinking is that is that. Uh... We could have a lot of depth in these coming drafts, um, given that uh, they let the high schoolers in, so your draft pool becomes uh, greater. Exactly, makes sense. Exactly. It makes so I mean, it's, it's, it's something to consider. Thinking if, if you're confident in who you're trading down for, mm-hmm. and you're thinking the pool is going to be even wider in a few years, and they're really desperate to have whoever's at three, then you might think about making them. Yeah. 
Hey, like I said, never know. You know, like I said, I like RJ, just like the chat. A lot of people in the chat just saying, just pick RJ. But I'm just telling you what a guy like a Perry, you got to consider everything. You, you have to consider everything because you just don't know what how, how other teams value certain players and what they may give up for it, you know. So you never yeah. know. Yeah, and, you know, Perry is the type of person, he, like he says, you saw it with the Porzingis trade, he had options A, B, C, D, E, F, G all, all on the table. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? <laughs> so if he's gonna have all those options on the table, then you know what? You might have to take some of those options. Like somebody just mentioned, ah, sure they'll. Somebody mentioned Sexton. I don't know if they'll if they'll have a Sexton in there. Oh, what to Sexton. trade him? Yeah, somebody mentioned him. Why would they trade that? Why would they trade their point guard if they want to get yeah. RJ Barrett? I don't, I don't, I don't see, see that happening. That's like a reach because they're trying. They're rebuilding like us. Yeah, but um, I doubt that. But if that if, if Sexton was involved, then hey, shoot, I'm, I'll be happy. Yeah, he, he seemed like he, re, he rebounded a little bit um, last year. I'm, I'm still not that that high on him, but mm-hmm. um, you know, let, let's see, man. Um, before I get to my next topic on the draft, Jalis, you just received a $100 super chat from the number one fan of the show, Michael Parker. Michael Whoa, Parker, man, wait, appreciate what? it, man. <laughs> Yo, Michael, Michael's been, he's been a steadfast, diehard fan of the show since day one, man. Always supporting the brothers, man. And uh, on this Super Chat, Michael says, congratulations on reaching wow. 10K. Here's the big and better things. Michael Parker, much appreciated, my dude. Much appreciated, man. That that yeah, means man. a lot. That wow, means man. a lot, man. Michael Parker, that means a lot. We also got it. Yeah. I, I, even, I just assumed it was $10. I didn't even think to register that was 100 <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I, I didn't, I didn't either, man. But you know, my, Michael's stead, steadily uh, supporting this show, man, and and that that goes a long way, man. Much appreciated, Michael. We also got a ten dollar Canadian dollar uh, super chat from my guy Robin out there in yeah. Calgary. He says, uh, "Congrats on ten k. Always a fan of you guys." So, Robin, appreciate it. Michael, appreciate it, man. You guys, uh, you guys definitely um, made it happen for us. So definitely appreciate the support. James Latimer just su- subscribed to the channel as well. Welcome, James. Word. Yeah. I think Brian subscribed to my channel earlier. Okay. I didn't want the conversation, but thanks, Brian, for subscribing to the channel. Help me get to two thousand. Let's let's do it, man. And um, let's let's shout out some more chat before we get to Cedro Cross in here. What's going on, Cedro? Uh, noon tune. I got my chat. Alex Collins checking in from Ireland. Quiet money wants good shells. Shells heavy. Another big fan of the show. He's a day one. Eddie Suarez in here. Always in here. Edward Hunter always in here. Uh, Siobhan Robinson. What's going on? Uh, JL. So you got in, in your chats. Oh man. All right. All right. Yo. So my yoke says in here, Julian Raheem was good. Will from LI dog. Everybody. Yo, the video I posted on, on, on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> when Will from LI brought out this, brought out his his playbook, yeah, man. I mean, I'm I'm, I'm trying. I'm gonna find a way to put that on YouTube. So shout out to my guy Will from LI. That, that was like the most shout out, it. shout out Will, man. Shout out to Will for yeah. real, bro. Yeah, Will Will Will's the homie, man. Will, Will yeah. is definitely the homie, man. Will's definitely the homie. Yo, Julian Raheem, shout out to you, dog. Benjamin, thanks for subscribing. Okay. Yo, David. Yo, David, man. Yo, David. <laughs> David with the video. Oh man, David loves the 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 that new app from Snapchat. Oh oh, David Fudenick's in here. What up, David? Yeah, David Fudenick's in here, man. Salute, David. Oh, I I caught that that joint while late, man. I caught it while late. But they, David is definitely a fan of of the Snapchat filters, man. Yeah, that was cool, man. Dave, man. Snapchat filter 
Professional. Absolutely, man. And if you guys didn't catch a live stream with uh, the, sorry, the podcast that we did with David, man, definitely check it out. It's on our channels. It was definitely a good conversation with David, who's also a fan of the show. All right, mm-hmm. so moving on back to this R.J. Barrett thing. Here was um, here was Katie's uh, and, and and shout out to Jay Ellis for being featured in the New York Post. Hey. For uh, pointing out the KD on R.J. Barrett talk. Here's what KD had to say about R.J., man. I watch him as much, but I know he's a lefty out of Canada, I think. He's not one of those six, seven wings, probably. <laughs> Do everything that's going that can guard one through four and that can play a long time in the NBA, especially the NBA today. Okay, crafty with the left. See, lefties are tough to guard, man, because they can go right a little better than righties can go left. So, and the left hand is just hard to guard. Yeah. Yeah, he's a lefty that uses right, which is gonna help him. Shoot the J. Okay. Yeah, he's he, he athletic, man. Yeah. Athletic. Yeah, play out top. That's the thing. You got to be able to play out top. Conduct the offense. Yeah. Going to Duke. So, Coach K, you already know Coach K going to let him rock out. All right. Well, that that's what he had to say, Jay Ellis. I mean, this was, this was an old video um, yeah. that KD had done on some of the draft prospects. Uh, that was courtesy of overtime. So, that was an old video. But kind of resurfaced, you know, in, in terms of the narratives with KD coming here, the you know all that, and RJ mm-hmm. potentially coming here as well. So that that was KD's thoughts on it. Um, on the KD topic, Jay Ellis, th- this is interesting. This is interesting because it, I feel like there's a narrative now. And if you saw, if you haven't been watching the Golden State, uh, if you haven't been watching the, the the Golden State series against Portland, Golden State is just steamrolling. Absolutely steamrolling them. Yeah. And, and now there is the the ceremonial sirens at, yeah, on yeah, Jay yeah. Ellis's end. Yeah, summertime. You know Sun, how that goes. Summer, summertime in, the, in Brooklyn, man. You know it's hot. Summertime in Brooklyn. <laughs> summertime in Brooklyn is hot, man. But, uh, you know, the, the, the dubs are steamrolling everybody right now. Yeah, and, man. Like I said, like I, I said last, the last live, every Knicks fan should be silently rooting for Golden State Warriors to steamroll everybody right now. Because the more they win without Kevin Durant, the more it seems like KD is irrelevant for that team. And it's like, it, it diminishes what he's done already over there. And then it, I feel like, increases our chances of, you know, adding some relevance to his life. Because if you take a franchise like the New York Knicks, bring them to the next level, you're going to get the credit as being that guy. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I I agree, man. I just feel like everything is, is kind of like a cloud now. You know what I mean? It's all coming together now. The media is trying to put that narrative out there that the Dubs can win without KD. They're better without KD, and and how will that affect his ego and his psyche? Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't really, I can't, I can't see that affecting him to the point where it's like, oh well, see they're winning without me now. I'm leaving. Like I said, I always thought that. Given the um, 
the assumptions and the predictions league-wide by players, coaches, execs. I feel like if if this really is going down and he's coming here, this was a decision. Yeah. I feel like this was a decision that was made a long time ago. That's true. Before what is going on right now to, to sway his opinion one way or the next. I just feel like it, he made his decision a long time ago to do this if it were to happen. That that is that is true, but you know what? There is also that other side of KD that likes to change his mind. That's true. <laughs> That's true. Stephen A. did say ninety five percent, leaving that five percent for uh, you know changing his mind and staying. Never so, know. So you need every single reason imaginable to be like, see, look, yeah. Like it was, it was funny because when I was watching these commentators talk about the the Golden State and how much KD was needed, I was like, were y'all there the year before KD got there? Right. They was winning seventy games when he wasn't there. Yeah, so all of a sudden, true. they're they're like they're just lost. They're just a lost soul. How KD because he got injured. I was scratching my head when he said they was gonna lose to to Houston. Yeah, that, that's <laughs> true, man. I I think I mean listen. I think um, right now what what Draymond Green is doing, and I can't stand Draymond Green. You know, but what he's doing right now, he's back to the to the old Draymond Green, and he's making he's doing everything. He's making everything happen for him. The triple doubles. Uh, Yo, Golden State is just executing at a championship level, man. Portland just has no answers. They are mentally and physically fatigued out there. And Golden State is just putting on a clinic. Absolute clinic. Yeah, I mean, shoot, good for us. (laughs) No no help inside. Uh, Damian Lillard beat up. Yeah, yeah, they're saying Dame is hurt. They're saying his ribs are messed up. But, But Draymond Green has been incredible, man. Draymond Green has been incredible. Splash Brothers, but they have like 140 points in the first two games combined. Like, come on, man. Come <laughs> on. That's a joke, man. That, yeah, that's man. a joke, man. So uh, I do think that the freak and them have something to say about this. And I, that's why I think KD will be needed. I you think, think so. so? I, I just something I just see something in them in those bucks, man. I, I know it's tough to go to, to overlook Golden State. But I just see something in those Bucks. The freak is on. The freak is on a mission. They're a deep team, a deep bench. George Hill is back to play off George Hill, the X factor. They have the three point shooting: Miritich, Brooke Lopez, Middleton, uh, uh, Brogdon. You know, they. I don't. I don't. Something about that Bucks team just makes me feel like they're gonna give Golden State. A real run for their money, man. What do you, you know, think about that? You know, you know what's funny? They they took the Cavs playbook and just remade it. Yeah. Yep. They they that's all they like. That's all they they took a guy who was a big imposing bulldozing force force who can't be stopped one on one, and they surrounded him with shooters. It's exactly what they did with the Cavs with LeBron and the shooters around there, and that formula works. <laughs> yeah. So it's essentially like another type of Cavs team. Versus the Gold State team for the finals about to happen again. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. It's just interesting. It's, it's going to be interesting, man. Bucks, Bucks have been really impressing me um, all year. The only, only team that they couldn't stop was us. You know what I'm saying? We we were a good matchup. My man Vonley held it down for us. You know, but yeah, they're they're, they're clicking and they're steamrolling the Raptors right now. Steamrolling. I would keep Vonley just for Giannis. Yeah, he, he's <laughs> he's the Giannis stopper. He's the Giannis stopper, yeah. Dad. Remember the Kobe stopper, Ruben Patterson? <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. They torched him. They torched him. Shaq would not let that down, man. The Kobe stopper. Man. 
Exactly, the Kobe stopping. Kobe stopping, man. But what, what do you what do you guys think about the chat? What do you in, in the chat? What do you guys think about the you know that whole KD narrative now that, that you're gonna hear that a lot now? You know, the dubs are winning without him. Is that affecting his psyche, his ego? You know, is that going to make his opinion easier to leave? What do you guys think about that in the chat, man? Leave us a comment and and, uh, and let us know. Um, we also received a super chat from... Trying to scroll down and see here. Leon Johnson, support Leon. He said he's been a silent supporter, loves what we do. He says congratulations, and he says RJ all day. So, Leon, appreciate the, uh, the support, man. Well, what's that, Jay? A silent supporter? Yeah, man. Silent supporter. Silent RJ supporter, all day. All right. Man. Thanks, man. Yeah, Thanks yeah. For Pr- appreciate it, man. Appreciate oh, it, Leon, God. man. Um, real quick, before we get back to the RJ topic, tomorrow we are working out Taco Fall. Remember Taco, man? The, yeah, the Zion, man. Taco was the Zion stopper. Yeah, that's the Zion stopper. So, I mean, it only makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> it only makes sense, man. Taco Fall. The seven foot seven center at a UCF Yeesh. size twenty two shoes, Jay Ellis. Uh, yeah, Big listen, boy. yeah, he, he's going to get a workout with the team tomorrow. We have the number fifty five pick, which is in the second round. Some say he may go undrafted. Some say you know that may be arranged for the Knicks. I mean, fifty five is damn near at the end of the, the draft. Yeah, anyway. I mean, it's a possibility. Sure. Possibility, <laughs> possibility. We we see the taco emojis going on in the chat, so the chat is all over it. You, <laughs> <laughs> so, so you, David, do Knicks hit us with the Taco Tuesday? Yeah, 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 yeah. They, you know, they, Taco Tuesday. The, the chat is paying attention. That's that's a good thing. That's a good thing. They're paying attention. <laughs> but, uh, hey, listen, you know, I don't. I mean, at that size, I don't see I, how this guy is going to keep up. I already know what he's going to say. But, uh, you know, listen, we need the big man depth. We don't know if Mitch is going to be here, and we'll get to that topic right after this. So, hey, let's see what happens, man. Let's see what happens. What's your takes on Taco, man? At, at 55, it's like whatever, dog. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it is. yeah. 55, it's like he grasps with his straws. I mean, listen. Listen. I mean, we've done it before. We've mm-hmm. done it with so you just never know. Yeah, you never know. You never know. You never know. Trey was undrafted. He came out, stole, uh, ended up being a key component, considered one of the Knicks' young guys. Yeah. Once. So you just never know. Never know. Take a flyer, right? In Ninja P, we trust. In right? Ninja P, we trust. Ninja. In, in Ninja, Ninja P, we trust, man. Um, you know, the the thing is, is that uh, it, it's, it's so late in the second round. Take a flyer on him. Take a flyer on him and, and see how it goes. Why not? Can't hurt. Can't hurt. I, I just know you. You don't know, man. Ninja P's his, his his mo is finding some guy who had some kind of problem that he feels like isn't a big deal, mm-hmm. dusting him off and putting him into the licks. Some guy who's like gotten some trouble, like oh, he took some PEDs, yeah, and now everybody's low on him, but he still has talent. And he should have been a top fifteen player, but now, like, I, if it's not Taco, it's probably some guy we haven't heard of who's done something. Caught, caught a case, yeah. You know what I mean? But didn't go to jail. But like, got yeah. off on a technicality. But you know exactly. what I mean? Exactly. Some uh, some technical <laughs> stuff. Like, <laughs> like he didn't rob. He didn't rob the bank. Yeah. But, you know, he 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 was uh, watching something like that. Like somebody like <laughs> facts. All, all facts, <laughs> man. So you know he went to jail, but he, he's not really a bad guy. Like. 
<laughs> all, all facts, man. You never know. You never know. But uh, like we said, in Ninja P, we trust. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see what he, he comes up with on the Taco Fall situation. All right, JLs. Let's, um, we, we have some calls on the line, and, we, and we're going to get to them in a second, just as soon as we get through the program. But here, here's the thing back to the RJ topic, right? Here, here's what's going to be so fascinating. Uh, the AD situation. Mm-hmm. The AD situation is the next domino to fall, I believe, after the KD potential signing, wherever he's going to go. There was a, a report earlier this week that the Pelicans owner, uh, when asked about potentially trading AD to the Lakers, said, over my dead body or it's never going to happen. Right, uh, they're still trying to convince AD based on the Zion winning that they're going to try to keep him. Highly doubtful. Yeah, you know, is New Orleans going to be that stubborn where they don't want to? They will not let him and the Lakers get their way and avoid it at all cost. And if so, what's the other option? Of trading AD, but to the Knicks. Yep. Definitely makes things interesting. It seems like their management is pretty much dead set on not doing it. And that pretty much makes it a two-horse race (laughs) between the Knicks and the Celtics. And with the Celtics kind of looking at this Kyrie situation. Right. Manning that, that leaves the Knicks... That's what I'm kind of almost sort of be in a driver's seat if you want to drive, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it depends on how much Nick's going to drive. This is, this is going to be fascinating. This is going to be fascinating because based on my, my check of the tone of the fan base, based on, you know, our channels, a lot of people are against this, man. Yeah. A lot of people are against gutting the young guys for Anthony Davis because this is going to cost you the number three pick. It's probably going to cost you both of the Dallas picks and it's going to cost you probably Kevin Knox and Mitch. Yep. You know, David, David Griffin just got that job and he wants to keep that job. And he got that job because he makes deals like that. He makes deals where he's able to, you know, get a fair, a, a good amount. Right. For your guy, so I mean that's why he's there. <laughs> that that's why he's there, man. That's why he's there. So, you know, for the fan base, I don't want to. I don't want to give up that type of package. But, it, you know, how do you not go for it all if you're gonna go try to get Katie and Kyrie Irving? That's that's my point. How do you not? You can't halfway this thing, JLs. You know what I'm saying? It's this man it puts you in. It puts yeah. I understand what you're saying. You, we, like, we're I, in a tough spot with this thing, man. Very tough spot. It's not an easy decision to make right now, man. It's like you have if if KD is here, he has a three four year window, and you're not going all the way with KD, and you know, and friends <laughs> like a KD and AD when healthy will make some noise and be will be a problem. With these top teams in the East. That's right. 
So, I mean, you kind of have to consider it. And, and then I feel like building a team around them will be a lot easier. You would so, hope. I mean, you would hope. You would hope. Depending on if you get a, even a big three, big, you know, a third big free agent, or maybe you, do, you build supplemented pieces against that. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe go that route instead of like the Kyrie route. You know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of things to factor on, man. There's yeah, that, that's all I'm saying. It's like. Because they're going to talk, man. You know they're going to talk. And they're going to make an offer. They have to. You know. I I just find it fascinating. like Because they've been preaching all year. No shortcuts. No quick fix. You know, no trading away half the team for a guy that, that you can get next year. That's what that's what uh, Mills said. Remember that. In that press conference. That's what Mills said. So it's like, uh, what would be the... the you know, when, when they do introduce this big three with KD, Kyrie, and Anthony Davis, and the first question from Bondi, who raises his hand after being reinstated, he says, what happened to all that no quick fix? What do you, what do you see as Mills and Perry's response? Um, I would say the opportunity presented itself and <laughs> it's a big pass up and if we have, if uh, a two games plus later, they're standing there with the chip, then maybe you won't be that mad. Yeah, that that's it, right? <laughs> that's it. That that's it, man. I just think they would come back and say this is a once in a lifetime opportunity. It, it's a we had to do it. It's a once in a lifetime opportunity. We had to do it. It's one of those weird things where, uh, like. It seems like the stars are aligning too much in our favor. That's, that's what I'm saying, man. It's I, like, I wait, feel like so it's going to happen, bro. Even with the Lakers in the fourth pick, just because because they're mad at them, and even though they have a better package, yeah, they're not even talking to them. It's like right. what? Right. <laughs> but see, I can't I can't see them cutting off their nose despite their face. And at the end of the day, yes, you're gonna you're gonna say all those things for good PR, but it doesn't make good business sense. Because if you're going to tell me you're going to turn down a number four pick, Kuzma, uh, uh, Ingram, maybe not Lonzo because they they have Drew Holler, but maybe even Lonzo. LeBron and them, they're going to trade the whole team with that pick. That's a way better package than what we could offer them. Yeah. You know, so at the end of the day, I still don't see the the Pelicans turning down the Lakers just out of spite. (laughs) But I do think Perry and Mills are going to talk about it. I I don't know. I feel like they could. <laughs> you think so? I mean, based off what happened during the trade deadline. Yeah. I I wouldn't count it out. I mean, I think what was the last what was the last offer the Lakers offered them? I think they offered them. Did they offer them? they offered them three. Three uh. Three uh future let me check. Yeah, we'll, I'll check on that. I'll check on that. Um, a bit and they later said on. no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but but see, I think I think most of that came from not the offer, but the arrogance of uh, uh, LeBron's team, Rich Paul and them trying to dictate this whole thing with AD and 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 putting him on that team before any negotiations was even going down, and they got tight. I don't even think they turned it down because of the package. I think they turned not, it down because you know you're not going to stick us up at gunpoint and and get your way. You we know, know what this. I'm I agree with you, and I, and I think that's the reason why it actually might happen that way because we know it had nothing to do with the package mm-hmm. because they gave a decent package to get them. It's all about relationships and hurt feelings, dog. That's I mean, it. sometimes like 
sometimes business is business and people move as such, but then sometimes business is relationships. And if relationships aren't right, then the business is affected. And, <laughs> and you've seen that happen. You've seen that happen with Magic Johnson. Magic Johnson quit because. <laughs> yeah. There was a whole lot back. of backstabbing going on over exactly. there, man. Even Magic we, got caught up in it. The beloved exactly. Magic. Phil Jackson couldn't really make moves because he wasn't friends with anybody in the league. Yeah. Business is affected when relationships aren't right. True. When their relationships, because their relationships aren't right, business could very well be affected and it could be very well work out in the Celtics or next fair because of it. So yeah. it, it could, man. It could. And you know, like I say, I I'm I don't want to part with the package. But but if it happens, you can't turn it down, man. You, you got to go for it. We can't be halfway with this thing. And I just think it just makes the most sense. Whether they get the deal off or not, you have to go for it. I, man, I, if we do do that, I would try to we're kind of a little bit in the driver's seat. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I would play a little bit of hardball. Which means no Mitch, but I'll give you another first round pick. Exactly, I would play a little hard. No Mitch, no Mitch. I play a little hardball because yeah. it's not like the options are many. Like yeah. you either swallow your pride, you know what I'm saying, right? And go to the Lakers, right? Or come here. Uh, yeah, I hear that. And the easy wins in the chat says how is getting two max players halfway? It's halfway because. Can the rec- can you build the rest of the team around those players to be a true contender? That's what you're bringing K- Kevin Durant here for. You're not bringing him here just to see him play basketball at Madison Square Garden. That's cool. You know what I'm saying? That will be nice, JLs, for the first 15 games. But after that, it is, okay, what are we going to do to win? We want to win. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Is exactly. Can Kevin Knox become a reliable third score, third option to get us wins? Do we have enough shooters on this team right now? Um, Do we have enough defense on this team right now to truly contend with the Bucs? Do we have the depth to truly contend with the Bucs? That's the thing. That's the question, the key question. Yeah, that's definitely the key question. And like like I said, there's a lot of question marks with our roster. We have a lot of potential, but, you know, chips aren't one on potential. If we do have... Like I said this before, if we have a KD, Kyrie, or even KD, Kemba, um, we can make some noise for sure. Mm-hmm. We'll be in the playoffs. Um, when we Once we hit the playoffs, depending on health, fatigue, all that other stuff, mm-hmm. you'll see how far we can get. Like, I'm not sure if it's a chip, but, you know, it knocks at the door. Then you're really just kind of depending on it, like you said, Kevin Knox can develop into something else, right? Or, With, within, like, not to cut you off, within the window that you have yeah. for Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving in their prime, it's not about can the young kids become, you know, good pieces in the future. It's it's are their windows aligning? Are the young kids going to be <laughs> able to meet Katie and Kyrie at that apex and become a championship team this year? Kevin or, or within back. two years, three years. You know what I'm saying? Three yeah. years back, but within two years, Kevin Knox next year would, would at what would average what like forty percent from the field or something like that. Is that going to be the guy you want next to KD? Yeah, and that that's just a question I'm asking. I don't know the answer to it. I'm not trying to tell you it's not, 
But I'm what I'm trying to say is if you get an Anthony Davis and you fill the rest of the team up with minimum salaries, hopefully you're going to have to get a lot of shooters and a lot of guys that are defensive specialists to fortify that team. Yeah. You might and, and you might you might get guys, maybe a scary Terry, you know, who 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 you know, the Knicks appeal to. Maybe he says, "All right, I'll take a a, a vetman flyer to to rock with KD, you know, and AD and them." Maybe you get a guy like that. I don't know. I'm just throwing a, a name out there. And for people saying RJ is ready right now, nah. I'm sorry, dog. <laughs> I hope so. That would be good things for us. I hope not so. To, I'm sorry. I'm still not. I mean, I'm still not convinced that he's ready to be. Like, what we need is shooting. Is what I'm saying. Yeah. RJ, in my head, if we get him, I can see him being a great piece on a second unit. But even the way our team is built right now, having Dennis Smith Jr. and RJ off the bench, we would have the worst shooting guards tandem in the league. <laughs> Again, maybe worse. So, and like, so that's what I'm saying. I, I feel like RJ has a lot of talent, but the pieces that we have right now on the Knicks, they don't really mesh together well it's like a bunch of nice pieces that don't fit together well it's like right. it's, it's, it's kind of like when the lakers had like the that all-star team with gary payton and them and everyone's like "Ooh, look at all the names and then they put them on the court and they flopped as, as a as a group of of young prospects it take it's gonna take time it would take time yeah it's gonna take time it's gonna it's, it's definitely gonna take time and it's gonna take some skills to develop to the yeah. next level for things to fit together uh, absolutely, man. Absolutely. So with that, uh, there's some other news I want to get to, but let's get to the phones, man. Let's let's hear from the people, J. Ellis. This is the people's show. Let's go to Ari in Manhattan. He wants to talk about the trade. He doesn't want to trade the pick for AD. Ari, how you feeling, bro? Hey, what's up, man? I'm good. How you guys doing? Good, good, man. Happy Sunday, bro. Yeah, happy Sunday. Um, so, yeah, personally, um, you know, a lot of what you guys are saying is true. Um, you know, what I think is going to happen is that whoever New Orleans trades Anthony Davis for, they're going to fleece the shit. They're going to fleece that team. Yeah. So, you know, and I think what's happening right now is they're saying, oh, we're not going to trade him to the Lakers. We're not going to trade him to the Lakers to eventually have the Lakers give up even more than that they wanted to give up. Right. Um, which is what I think is going to happen. I think eventually they are going to trade him to the Lakers. Um, instead of the Knicks because they have a better package. But I think that's going to be a blessing in disguise for us. Because, again, you know, I go, I, go, I, I go back to this. You know, yeah, obviously Anthony Davis is top five player in the league. You, you obviously want him on your team. But you, why would you want to pay someone a super max deal to be your second or third option on your team when you could just, you know, have, you know, flexibility, draft picks, and then use that cap space to fill out the team to, to, to get more shooters, um, to use the assets to maybe not get an Anthony Davis, but like a Kevin Love and, and pay half the price or something, right? Like, I feel like you could build a much better team without giving up everything, including Mitch. Like, I, I don't want to trade Mitch and, and R.J. Barrett for, for Anthony Davis because, you know, Anthony Davis is going to be a glorified Chris Bosh if he comes to the Knicks and we get Kevin Durant and, and Kyrie Irving. You know, he's not going to touch the ball. He's not going to put up 28 and 15 on the Knicks uh, if we have Kevin Durant and Kyrie. He's going to put up, like, you know, like 20 and 10 maybe. 
and you can find guys that could do that for half the price. So that's mm. why I am very against doing a, a deal um, that especially involves Mitch and the third pick. I don't know. Okay. So, so you're saying don't don't pull all the assets for AD, but pair some of it off and get maybe some cheaper options that can still help the team win. Right. So, like in a perfect world for me, in a perfect world, I'm first of all, I'm very high on RJ Barrett. Mm-hmm. Um, he's dominated at every single level, from high school to FIBA to every single level. Yeah. And I understand JL. He, he's ready for the pro game right now. He can be a pro but, right now. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I like I, you know, I know JL thinks he's not ready yet, but you know, he's not ready to be the primary scorer on a, on an NBA team, maybe. But if he's your third option or fourth option. I mean, he can walk into that role right away, and he is built for New York. Like oh, no, his attitude and his his swag. Yeah, he's New York. I think it's the best plot for him. Mm. Go ahead, Jails. No, I agree with you there. Yeah. I'm saying, I'm saying the way our team is constructed right now, it doesn't really like. If we break down all the scenarios, right? We say, okay, KD, Kyrie. Boom, boom. What do we need next to KD Kyrie? Somebody who is a low-usage player who can shoot. shoot. Right? RJ right. is a high-usage player who can't shoot. So, in my mind, he doesn't fit there. So, then you go, all right, well, he's coming off the bench. Who do we have on the bench who handles the ball right now? DSJ. DSJ is what? A high-usage player who can't shoot. Who, uh, yeah, but RJ, DSJ is not going to be on the team if you get Kyrie. Huh? What'd you say? I wouldn't. I, like I like I'm saying is, like okay. So what I'm saying is, DSJ. If you get Kyrie Irving, then you trade. You could trade Dennis Smith Jr. and a future first round from the Mavs and Frank and get like I don't know a second tier player like Kevin Love or something. Or you could get like you know another good shooter. What I'm saying is, why give up the farm and everything when you know you still have people think it's like Anthony Davis or you have R.J. Barrett and Dennis Smith when you in reality. You could have R.J. Barrett, and then you could trade Kevin Knox yeah, and Dennis fair. Smith Jr. for another player. You know, hey, and then you yeah. could build a team like that. I'm for that. I, I'm I'm for moving so DSJ. I was even saying like you can even. I was like contemplating move DSJ for uh, the, the the um Jaron Jack uh, Jackson from the Phoenix, like because we needed power forward. Like we need last. Oh, Josh power. Jackson. Josh, sorry, not Jaron Jackson. Josh Jackson. I'm sorry. So I was like because. Eventually, we're going to need shooting in a guard spot coming off the bench, especially because we were last year. So that and that's what I'm really saying. Right, I agree. <laughs> yeah. No, I agree, and I listen. I think listen. Kevin Durant is an amazing shooter. Kyrie Irving is is a great is a, is pretty much a, is a very good shooter as well. Kevin Knox could, is, has shown that he could he could become a knockdown shooter. Dotson can shoot. You're good. You're right. We're going to need shooters. But what I'm saying is. You know, you could trade Dennis Smith Jr. straight up for a shooter. You know, you know, you could you could right. use the draft picks that you have to build a build the team around that in a different way without having to give up everybody for Anthony Davis, who on your team is going to be a third option, who's never proven to win anything by himself, and is injury prone. It's just it's just not worth it. I I'm just personally I don't I don't I wouldn't do that. Okay. Um, but you know, I know everyone thinks differently. Um, right. yeah. So, and besides that, the only other thing I. I just want to say one more thing. Yeah, go ahead. Um, the draft picks that we the draft picks that we have. If there's anything that we should have learned from the lottery is that now with the way that the odds are 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 the new odds, if you're in the lottery, you have a shot at top four. So basically, 
our I think our assets appreciated a little bit because I think lottery draft picks are are in higher value now given the odds, right? Because mm-hmm. like for example, the Mavericks pick looks a lot better now given these odds, right? Because you have to think in like a year or two, yeah. there'll be a borderline All Star team, and back in back in the day, that means you had like you were going to get like the. the 14th pick but now right. anything can happen anything can happen. so i think True. i think that's another thing another good thing for the knicks as well so okay. i think we should just keep the flexibility and, and build cautiously Pre- appreciate it art appreciate the call hey listen i thought he had good points man uh, yeah. i thought he had good points um on the ad being the third option you know depend let's we'll see what type of offense they, they try to draft up I, I wouldn't necessarily say that I think those roles can be uh, interchangeable on, a, on any given night. But um, in terms of getting more flexibility out of the assets that we have, that's kind of a fair point, JLs. You might be able to use those uh, residual draft picks, those residual assets, Frank, DSJ, to, to get more players um, that can still help the team and still contribute yeah. at a high level. may not be, you know... MVP caliber uh, Anthony Davis, but can still c- contribute. I-, I think that's cool. Exactly. exactly. Yeah, I-, I mean, I agree with you, man. And the only reason I even said DSJ for Josh Jackson because I know that he's still on a rookie deal. Yeah. And I know DSJ's value isn't super high right now. Yeah. But it could give you a little something. And it's just like I-, I know that they will be looking for either a shooter or somebody who's on a rookie contract that can keep their their uh, cap space flexible. Facts. Facts. Okay. Um, once again, shout out everybody watching right now. Hit that thumbs up button for you boys if you're a diehard Knicks fan. Make sure you hit that subscribe button on the Knicks Fan TV and Nick of Time show. This is a Sunday special live stream for the fans, by the fans. CP from the Knicks Fan TV. My man JL's from the Nick of Time show. We've just been recapping this week's news and rumors. And today is also the thank you 10,000 special edition live stream for the fans. Just showing our appreciation for reaching 10,000 subscribers on Knicks Fan TV. Somebody will be walking away with a $50 NBA Store gift card. Make sure you guys subscribe and sign up for the contest because uh, we're going to announce the winner soon. Um, all right, let's, let's take some more. Let's go to uh, – and, and JL, just, just keep me posted on, on your schedule. Um, yeah, yeah, about to say it. Like, uh, I'm going to take, take this last call, and then um, I got to get ready for it. Okay. Uh, Sounds good. Sounds good. So let's go to Jamal from Jersey because he wants to talk about trading for AD. Um, Jamal, how you feeling? What, what's your takes on what Ari was saying, and, and what's your comments on the AD potential trade? I think Ari has some good points with the draft comp- compensation. But first of all, I feel like um, the NBA tried to please all parties with the draft. They didn't want to alienate the smaller market teams. So they gave the two smaller market teams the first two. They gave us the third because they didn't want Riot in. (laughs) (laughs) Let's give the Knicks three out of consolation, but we got to help the small market team. I've been hearing that conspiracy theory going around, but I would love to believe it to be true, man. Think about it. If we would have got Zion, we was going to trade him for AD. It would have made a no-brainer. I feel like they just made the trade for us because Zion is not happy going there, and he got enough pull since the LeBron-type rookie to say, bring my boy here, and, you know, I'll be all right. And New Orleans could also have that Duke narrative for their fan base, plus whatever assets they get in the trade. So that's just my conspiracy on that. Okay. Two, as far as the AD trade in itself, guys guys are not thinking about what KD's saying 
is contingent on him coming here. He's leaving an all-time great team. He's not coming here to play around and possibly be on the verge or this, this, that. If his plans is contingent on Knicks getting AD or doing whatever they can to get players on his level, you have to do that. You give up the picks. What we've been garbage for a long time. Like, what are we talking about? We might not be happy with a team with AD, KD, and Kyrie. Like, what are we? What are we talking about here? No, I'm not. I don't you think it's, it's not about not being happy. Base. Of course, we're going to be happy with the team. I think it's it's just being leery of it once again giving up the farm um, for instant success for the win now. You know, the the win now big three concept. It, it's just it's 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 hard right. to replicate. It's hard to replicate. I feel you, but if you only give up the mass picks, we still have all our picks to build the team, though. It's, you're not leaving the cupboard bare. That, that's fair. I mean, you're still giving up this year's, which would be R.J. Barrett. And, but, you know, uh, but, but yeah, what you're saying is you'd still have your, your future picks as well to continue to build. That That's fair. Right. With the two extra picks added, that makes it easier to digest and easier to do because you're not just stuck with that team you'll be able to supplement parts with younger controlled contracts to keep the train moving or to possibly go in a different direction or trade in the future. Now, if you get into giving more than just the Mavericks picks and cut into our picks, then I feel like that's one thing. Mm -hmm. But I just feel like the NBA basically did the trade when the world is forced. And another thing that might force your hand is you can't leave Boston in the equation for Kyrie to possibly stay there and they get AD. Well, yeah, well, that's 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 the thing, you know, how committed would he be to them? You know, what's he's telling Danny Ainge? Because, you know, you, can, you can't count out Danny Ainge, Jails. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Got to yeah. factor that in. If Danny Ainge goes to him and says, hey, listen, if we make this AD move happen, are you staying? And he says, yes, that that's still, you know, you got to consider that as well. I'm pretty sure they already hit. Or if hit Danny say, we'll give you your extra year of money to make it a sign and trade and try to flee somebody that way. Mm. That's true. Fair points. Fair but I don't think points. I don't think he, <laughs> I don't, does he want to go to, to the Pel? Nah, I don't think he's going to do that. Yes, he, he has to want to go to that team. He's getting signed to trade to. No, he could sign and trade them to us or try to. I mean, yeah, they don't have to be to the Pel right, right. I'm just talking about Kyrie in general. Yeah, because if you offer the that. player the extra year, who's going to say no to the extra year and get the lead, the destination that they want to leave? Right. I don't think they're going to sign. I don't think the Knicks are signing and trading for Kyrie. I can't see that happening. Yeah, I don't see it. I doubt. Nah, no way. No way. I don't no think way. so either. But, no but it don't put. I don't put it below Danny to try it. Is what I'm saying. It's, yeah. it's not easy as pie. Like it. So I mean, that's just my take on the situation. Okay. I appreciate appreciate the call, Jamal. Man, appreciate that, bro. Uh, all right, fine. JL, give, do do me a quick sell. I'm gonna take this call, step out for two seconds, and then when I get back, you you could uh, you could dip. All right, cool. All right, um, next call up. Let's go to, and shout out to everybody on the lines, everybody watching. Um, hit that thumbs up button for your boys if you're enjoying the stream. Let's go to uh, Guillermo from Brooklyn. He's against the AD trade. Uh, Guillermo, how you feeling, bro? Yo, it was good, man. Salute to both you guys, man. Thanks, uh, man. Appreciate yeah, it. Uh, JL's camera, camera's on you. I'll be right there. Go ahead, Guillermo. Go ahead. All right, cool. Yeah, man, I'm 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 kind of against this trade, man. And I love AD. I love Kyrie. He's one of my favorite point guards, uh, probably the most talented point guard, uh, natural point guard. But I think one thing I would forget is that when you look at these playoffs, man, look at the final teams that are in there. Um, and you could probably point to the Blazers that probably go against my point. But 
each and all the teams are basically excelling. Yes, they have great players, don't get me wrong, but they're very system-based, right? If you look at, say, the Bucks, it's defense, defense and threes, right? I mean, even though Giannis right. can't hit the three and he's, he's their best player, they're surviving a lot basically off of great sets where they're playing great defense and like, like uh, Bud Holzer does, he keeps spots um, yeah. in practice, right? They, they keep spots before saying that guys have to be on those spots at all times. So basically they become masters at spacing, right? Look at right. the Warriors. Say what you want. No, KD's not there. But that offense, I mean, they look dangerous. Where Looney and and Bell are making huge contributions because they're keeping, um, they're basically having Draymond play like the Joker role, right? You know, he's right. not even scoring as much, but he's facilitating on top. He's keeping the guards off ball. And I think that when we look at the Knicks, man, look, every time we get some bit of leverage, some bit of, of breathing room, we just want to go out and spend, 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 spend. It's like we don't learn from what happened last time. People want to talk about the big three. Well, look at what happened with the big three, right? So you're talking about Bosch, Wade, uh, LeBron James. Dwayne Wade had to change his game after the first year. Remember, he was averaging like 26 the first year. Had to yeah. change it up for LeBron James because psychologically, LeBron James just couldn't play in that offense. And Chris Bosch, who was arguably the best power forward after Tim Duncan at that time mm-hmm. before he went to the Heat when he was on Toronto, 20 and 10, he became mm-hmm. a spot-up shooter. And then they surround that team with a bunch of role players. And that team, if you want to argue, they still underachieve for how great they were. So when I look at the big, the so-called big three that they're trying to get, right? Look, I'm not in love with R.J. Barrett. I'm still hoping somehow the Grizzlies get drunk and, like, pass on to John Morant and he can fall to us. So we don't have to... Ain't that much looking away. Because John Morant, you know what he is? He's a... My bad. What, what happened? Not saying ain't that much looking in the world. All right, I'm back on it. Look, let's just hope, man. Let's just hope, man. John Moran, he's a force more to play at the point guard position. Jerry West loves him, and I see it. R.J. Barrett, and again, I like R.J. Barrett, but let's be honest. Fizdale has to show his coaching chops, right? And I think that the, the lottery, it was perfect for us because it just showed us. It was like perfect karma, where it was like you did all that tanking, and it amounted to nothing. No, 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 sorry. It amounted to you having the third pick. And I say it didn't amount to nothing. It amounted to the third pick. And I always argue the Knicks should have spent this year, regardless if you've gotten – 10 wins, 20 wins, 30 wins, the Knicks should have worried about philosophy, culture, and a system. Because a system's going to allow you, even if you don't, say you don't have, you know, the top stars or whatever, that's fine. You build a foundation. You know what you need at the guard spot. You know what you need the four spot, the five spot, the point guard. You know what you need off the bench once you have a system, right? If you run the, say, the Rockets, you know, outside of Harden, you know you need shooters and 3 and D guys, right? If you mm-hmm. run the bullet holes system, you need athletic, you need athletic bigs who can defend, and guys who can hit threes, right? Uh, mm-hmm. and, and point guards who can slash to the basket. Brogdon and um, uh, the dude uh, from the Clippers, I can't remember. The point, sure, the point guard. Bledsoe, uh, Bledsoe. So, you know what I mean? So, we spent this whole season, and it's like we didn't develop guys because we are so worried about tanking. And, you know, it might come back to, to, to bite us. So, that, that's all I mean. I mean. I love AD. AD, I think, had one of the highest PRs historically at one point during the season before he got, you know, quote-unquote hurt. But we have no idea how the <laughs> chemistry is going to work for these three guys, one who's mentally fragile, another guy who's on his mama mentality and couldn't show or couldn't prove how to win without him being the head honcho in the Celtics who were vastly uh, offensively skilled but just couldn't work together, and an AD who has knick-knack injuries here and there, and we, know how, we have no idea how he'll play as a, say, the third fiddle. So, I mean, you need, we need good coaching from Fizdale. We need a culture and we need a philosophy to hone these guys in. And I think, hey, look, just go and develop these young guys. I know you guys talked about, hey, we have a so-called window or whatever, and I agree. We have a three-four-year w- three, uh, window with these guys. But the way you prolong that window is by taking young talent and developing them. 
right? RJ Barrett doesn't have to go out and be the man, even though I think he's like a a, a better man's Terrence Jones. But that's just my opinion. You don't <laughs> oh, have man, to go out Terrence and Jones. Like Zion is- Terrence Jones is Terrence Jones even still in the league? He's, not, he's terrible, yo, man. Jones only is at Kentucky where Cena's. <laughs> he's not even in the league so anymore, man. I know. I, but hey, at one point he was he was seen as a talented big lefty dude. And I'm not saying look, RJ Bat has a little bit more talent. I will say Duke that was probably one of the worst coach teams this year, where they really they really didn't develop Zion and RJ. So RJ has some space to grow. But like you said, he's a high usage player who can't shoot. I want to see Fizzo develop this guy for him to become a better off ball player. Uh, and a guy who makes better decisions on the court, and he can do that under two stars. He can be that. He can be that beast of a player where it's like, wow, I gotta account for Kyrie Durant, and now this kid was developing. Versus, oh, look, and I love AD, but you know, we just don't know what's gonna happen. And you take away yeah. all the leverage or flexibility you have in signing other players. I mean, the Bucks are getting by with Miritich, uh and Chris Middleton, who I like, but they're not world beaters per se. Yeah. But they're okay. carrying, they're hoping to carry that team because of good coaching. So, okay. you know, thanks for taking my call, man. Appreciate it, Guillermo. It's Guillermo, right? Peace, bro. Yeah, yeah Guillermo. All right, cool, cool, man. All right, man. Appreciate the call, bro. Yeah, I'll be in the you said, you said a lot. I, I forgot. I had I had something to say, but I forgot. Yeah, I, I missed. I missed a bit of a bunch of what he said, but I'm, I'm, you know, I'm taking it. He's against the AD trade and wants to go uh, build yeah. with the young guys and with RJ Barrett. I, I think that that's what. Yeah. Uh, okay, I think I remember now. He's against yeah. AD trade. Which uh, I'm not surprised of. Uh, he said that um, system. He wanted Fizzilla to have more system. Uh, I agree with that. I I, I think that was one. No, I agree I, with that. I agree with that. As much as I like what Fizz did with the young players and giving a lot of minutes, the one thing that worries me a little bit. I would mm-hmm. like to see more of a system next season, and I would like to. See, I'm not sure how much of that is due to he felt like these young guys wouldn't be able to grasp all the concepts all at once. He did mention that, especially on the uh, on the defensive end. He did mention that. He did yeah. mention that, that you know, it was young guys. It was hard for him to grasp the concepts. And, you know, with so many different teams, you know, coming at him every night, it was hard for him to grasp. Yeah. But as he said, we're going to expect more this year, regardless of who's on the team. Right, right. So, I, I mean, hopefully, so hopefully yeah, that does change and we see more of a system offense next season. The third thing was he was talking about he, does, he wasn't sure how Kyrie, AD, and KD would fit together. Mm-hmm. Um, concerns with Kyrie, uh, valid. Yep. I would. I uh, I think those are valid concerns. KD and AD, though, I don't. I think they'll be fine if they play together. Both of those guys seem like they are kind of selfless. Yeah. Like they'll both be willing to take a slightly smaller world role to win. Mm-hmm. AD is already showing that he wants to leave right now. Shout out to Michael Parker who just gave a uh, ten bucks to the chat. Okay, he's right now so he can win, and he's able to. He tried to uh, make things work with Marcus Cousins, so I have no doubt that he'll do the same thing here. Now, I mean, injury is still a concern, so I understand. Okay, that. all right, buddy. Well, we we that'll just be hoping for the best at this point. Yeah. Although I do feel like how how much of this season that he missed was because of injury and or because it was like man screw this season. I'm just yeah, to- that that second half of the year thing was was funny. Like they weren't yeah. playing them. They was halfway trying to tank. Then the league was like, you better not be trying to do that. So yeah. then they was playing them, but not playing them in the fourth quarter. It was all kind of crazy, man. All kind of like crazy. I don't, I don't really buy his injury this season like it was nah. like, I don't think it was really that a big deal. I think it's really just he didn't want to play. Mm-hmm. I hear that, man. Yeah. All right, Jails. Yo, appreciate you uh, stopping by, giving us some uh, some some air time, man. 
And right, um, good, good luck with the recording tonight. We're off the show number two, KOT show. KOT drop show. Wednesday. Make sure you drop Wednesday on YouTube, Tuesday on SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, uh, Dash Radio, uh, Google Play, all that. Some of those links, yeah, in my bio in the description. Make sure you subscribe. I'm trying to get to 2,000 followers, man. I hope you enjoy the next episode. I think Kathy's actually showing up. Hey, Kathy. And my guy, <laughs> NY Freaks, he, shows, he sells T-shirts and things like that. Okay. And we might have Sweeney on today, too. We might have Sweeney. All Let's right. No doubt, JLS, man. I'll catch up with you, bro. Thanks again, man. All right, man. Yes, sir. That was my guy, Jay Ellis from the Nick of Time Show. Please go support him. Nick of Time Show on YouTube. YouTube.com slash the Nick of Time Show. Definitely go support my guy, Jay Ellis. Um, shout out to everybody watching, man. We got like over 600, 700 people. Obviously, the off-season topics are hot and high in demand, so understandable. Uh, what? Let me just reset real quick. CP from Knicks Fan TV. This is the 10,000 subscriber celebration show. Recapping this week's news and rumors. And also just giving back to the fans. Want to tell you guys, thanks a lot for your support. Make sure you hit that thumbs up button. Make sure you leave a comment in the chat. Leave a comment below if you're watching on demand. Make sure you share these videos. If you're a diehard Knicks fan and you know other Knicks fans who would enjoy this show, share it. Hit that share button on your social media, your Twitter, Facebook, wherever, whatever you use the most. Let them know about Knicks Fan TV. You know, the more we have in here, the better the show is. And that's how we got to 10,000 subscribers, man. It's because of you guys. We also have the Discord chat. We have a group chat going on in Discord. If you want to be a part of it, uh, Knicks Fan TV Dave, look out for the link in the chat. We're giving away $50 gift card to the NBA store today. One of you guys in the chat is going to win $50 gift card to the NBA store. So make sure you subscribe to the channel and fill out your information in the form. Super guest, we have a big summer lineup for the offseason. The first guest will be Moke Hamilton from The Athletic. He's going to be joining the show on Sunday, June 9th. That'll be three weeks from today. So Moke is going to be on the show uh, joining us, taking your phone calls as well as the uh, summer offseason progresses, man. All right, so back to the phones. He's been a regular caller on the show. He's always first, typically, if he does catch the show. My man Julian from Westchester, he wants to talk about the AD trade and potentially trading R.J. Barrett. Julian, how you feeling, bro? Hey, I'm all right, man. How you been doing, CP? Yo, dude, doing all right, man. Steadily, steadily growing the channel, you know, steadily uh, gaining the support of the fans, the recognition of the fans. So, hey, I'm appreciative, man. Can't complain, bro. How you doing? Hey, man, I'm just, you know what? There's there's two ways that Perry and Mills can go about this, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Because, you know, you look at it, the majority of the teams that have become great teams in NBA history have done one or two things. They've gone from awful to fun to good or they've just been, they've come from awful to amazing mm-hmm. with with free agency so i i just want the Knicks to be fun again whether that that means they're great or, or not so you know the 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 fun option would be keep barrett keep all these assets continue building for the future even if we fight out yeah but if we strike out, then we have to go balls to the wall. There's no point in in holding anything back. Um, if you sign, you know, Durant to four years, one fifty, and and Kyrie to the same thing, you have to go all out. So that means getting rid of all of 
Yeah, you can't just say, "Oh, let's go for Kevin Love." That's that's just or is that that caliber of a player. No, we gotta we gotta get another third star who's on the same level, who can contribute to a championship team. So that means you know, parting ways with parting ways with Kevin Knox, parting ways with. And I would I would hate to see this happen. I, I don't want this. Don't to happen, say his name. Don't if, say if, his if name. Comes, if it comes down to it, we may have to get rid of Mitch. And I have to, man. Oh my goodness, I would just yeah. And it's just those decisions that you have to make. Um, if I mean the the thing with um the whole you know Benson family and whether or not they really want to trade Davis to the Lakers. I think it could be bad for us because we could end up bidding against ourselves the same way we uh, the Lakers did last season. Mm. Mm. Um, I don't think I don't think Boston's really got anything to to offer um, because Kyrie's on. I, I don't think Ainge would just ruin the future. The future no, he's, for he's he's one, not a, he's not dude. a gambler in that regard. <clears throat> he needs promises. Um, the one team I would look out for uh, would probably be the Clips. Uh, okay, because they have Shea. Uh, Gallinari, Shrez mm-hmm. Harrell. Who, um, I guess it really depends on what they want. If they yeah. want to rebuild and stay young around Zion, or mm-hmm. if they want to be good right now. If they want to go young, I say our deal is probably the best. Um, so you think you think but, you think you we know, could give them a better awesome. deal than the Lakers with, with Kuzma and Ingram and number four? Uh, well, you know, I don't think um, the fourth pick is enticing. I think it, it, it definitely raises the value of their offer, mm-hmm. but. Ingram with the whole with the whole deep vein thrombosis thing, the blood clot thing. Um, yeah, that's kind of like Chris uh, Bosh. Scary Ball. thing. You don't know how how much yeah. you're gonna get out of him. And then with Lonzo, you know, you don't. He's polarizing. I, I think he's gonna be a, a fine player, but maybe Del De, um not Del Dumps, uh Griffin and the new guy from the Nets they hired don't see it that way. So I guess it really depends on what they want to do. Mm-hmm. And you know, hopefully next year the Knicks I can. Uh, feel like I didn't waste my money going to multiple games. That that's the goal for him for the offseason. So that's all I got for you. Dude. <laughs> all right, my dude. Appreciate the support as always, man. Appreciate the support as always. Yep. That's my guy Julian from Westchester. People in the chat always used to get tight when Jul- Julian is always the first on the line. It's not because we prioritize. He just he just always calls in first, man. He always gets in first. So shout out to Julian, man. He he's been a day one. Um, so I'm going to get back to you guys' phone calls. Once again, hit that thumbs up button for your boy. Uh, this is the 10,000 subscriber uh, appreciation show. As you guys see, my guy, Michael Parker, blessed us with a $100 super chat. Uh, salute again, Michael Parker. Salute Robin Chowdhury out in Canada. Gave us a $10 Canadian dollar super chat. Leon Johnson, $5 super chat. Tech Spec Studio with 2 bucks. BP, 99 cents. Hey, man, it all, it all goes a long way. I definitely appreciate it. Let's get to 20. What if we get to 20 before before the uh, before the season starts? That would be great, man. That, that would be fantastic. But either way, man, um, for those of you that are new, if you guys are new in the chat, uh, just give me a hashtag new and so I can shout you guys out. Also, for everybody in the chat, rep your city, man. Put in where you, where you guys are watching from. One of the coolest things about the show is that we have global fans. We have fans checking in from everywhere, all over the world, and uh, that's cool. You know, we have a lot of people who, when, when they move away, you know, they feel a disconnection from the team, and, you know, they've told us that we kind of get them closer to the team and keep them more involved. So, 
you know, people see the value in it, and, and that's that's real cool, man. Shout out Big Brody, 312 Shy Town. Big Brody, what's going on, man? Uh, who else we got in here? L.I., Chris the Master. L.I., let's go. New-ish, Dr. Carpy from Canada. Salute to Canada. Brian Bazin watching from Newark. What's going on, Newark? Melbourne, Australia. Australia is another market that is heavy, man. We have Carlos Martinez who checks in from Australia on a daily basis. Adrian Doria, welcome to the show from Melbourne, Australia. Tarun Carmor for, from, from Canada. We're global, man. Carlos Ortega checking in from Mexico. What's going on, Carlos? How's it going, man? Who else we got? Um, Damascus Roberts from North Carolina. We got Syracuse in here. Michael Moss from Montgomery, Alabama. Salute, man. Salute. So, so all you guys that are new, this is what we do. We we come on here for our live streams uh, after every game, after every major event, and during the off season, we do these uh, periodic live streams, taking phone calls and, and getting your your guys' opinions on the team. It's just a way to keep the fans involved, keep the fans in touch, and and we're building a real strong community here. So that's why I, I love what we're doing here. Me and JL from the Nick of Time Show. It's real cool, man. So continue to support and uh, continue to like these videos. So on the Alex Collins, hashtag new. So on the trade front, more news leaked that uh, Frank, not really news because we, we've heard this before, but Frank is on the block. Frank is on the block. The, this, these are, uh, yes, Denim, yes, Denman, we're live, live. Frank Nilakina is on the block from what we know. Knicks are going to try to uh, get a first get back into the first round or maybe get a higher second round pick for Frank. Uh, from a salary standpoint, uh, given the fact that we have a number three pick, whether we choose to keep that pick or trade it in an AD trade, we need to free up salary. And it's going to come down to Frank. It's going to come down to ISO. Could come down to Dotson on, on who we on who we catch on who we cast away they're gonna try to trade frank i I think um the writing's been on the wall in my opinion to me since last year that the knicks are not high on frank nilakina have not been high on him and i think the direction that they're going in now uh i just don't see the the stars aligning to bring frank back into this mix i just don't see it you know i want to see the kid do well but i just don't see it but we we've known this for a while, you know. Not not that uh, new news, but uh, it was released in the, in the post earlier this week that the Knicks will once again try to trade him. March Berman, who was at the uh, draft combine earlier this week, had reported that the Knicks will try to trade Frank once again. Um, Brian P says you should make a poll: who would or wouldn't involve Mitchell in an AD trade? I'm interested to see the results. You know what? That's what I'm going to do, Brian. That's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna I'm gonna change this. The original poll I had was should the Knicks trade for AD. I'm gonna put uh, I'm gonna add Mitch to it. I'm gonna delete this one and add Mitch to it. So the so the new fan poll is gonna be should the Knicks trade Mitchell Robinson for Anthony Davis. What do you what do you guys think about that? Mitch is my guy, man. I don't want to see Mitch go, man. Mitch is my guy. I've been, I was happy to see his rise and success. I, I don't want to see Mitch go, man. I don't want to see him go. Well, let, let's go to the phones. Let's see what people think on the phones. Leo from Miami's on the line. 
Uh, he wants to talk about the offseason third pick. But, Leo, be, before you get to your comment, um, just turn down your, your volume. But would you trade – would you put Mitch in a trade for Anthony Davis? What do you think about that, Leo? No way I would put Mitch in the trade. Okay. All right. I, I'm hesitant, man. I like You want CP? Mm-hmm. Listen, we, we have the biggest blue chip out of the entire draft. We have R.J. Barrett. We have Zion's best friend. We can't bet against ourselves. Or, you know? Mm-hmm. I hear you. I hear you, man. I like what we're building Listen, with Mitch, man. I, I don't want to see him go, man. We're getting KD. We're getting Kyrie. We're going to put Dotson at the two. We're going to have Trier come off, coming off the bench. And we're going to the Eastern Conference Finals, and we're going to have to face Giannis. We're going to have to put a wall against Giannis. It's going to be Mitch, KD, and AD. And then we're just going to shoot the lights out with Kyrie and Damien Dotson. And we're going to the chip next year. Okay. All right. Appreciate the call, man. I'm calling it. Hey, Leon from Miami's calling it. He's putting it out there. Let's let's do it. Let's do it. What you what what do you guys want to do, man? Are you gonna put Mitch in the deal? If David Griffin tells you right now, he says you can have Anthony Davis, but I'm taking RJ. I'm taking those two Dallas picks. I'm taking Kevin Knox and Mitchell Robinson is gonna be. You're either gonna make the deal with Mitch or you're not gonna make the deal with Mitch. What are you gonna do, man? Gun to your head. What do you guys do? Vote in the fan poll. If you guys are looking for it, it's at your top right, right-hand side. Are you guys putting Mitch in the deal or not? Let's go to um Pedro from Jersey. He's been waiting for a minute. Pedro from Jersey wants to talk about the trade. Pedro, what would you do? Would you put Mitchell Robinson in that deal for Anthony Davis? Uh, actually, it's Cedro from Jersey. What's good? Cedro. What's going on? So, oh, Cedro, what up, bro? How you feeling? Yo, did you go to that overtime event good? What's last good, night? G? Him? Did you did you go to the overtime event last night? I saw Serato was there. Were you there? Yeah, bro. I was there. I was there with Serato. Um, we was there front and center. We was with all the guys. We was with Mikey Williams, Zaire Wade. We was with everybody, bro. That's Those kids up, got talent, bro. Yeah, I, what what was it? Like some sort of like block party or something? I, what 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 was it? Like high school nah, all American? It was if you think, yeah, if you think of like the All American game, mm-hmm. um, it was like that, except it was a little bit different. They tweaked it a bit, so it was a giant, essentially three v three tournament, and then mm-hmm. every foul that happened, it was just a one on one matchup between the defender and the and the uh, person who got fouled. So it was oh. dope. Like it was really dope. <laughs> like you really saw a lot of offensive firepower out there. That, that, that's interesting, guys. man. O- overtime is uh, that's that young generation stuff, man. I, I can't keep up with them, but I, I follow exactly. Larry and Serato. What and the way those guys things, was man. jumping, man? They have no mileage on their knees, bro. Yeah, they're jumping out the gym, all of them. Yeah, young boys. Yeah, it's the young boys, man. That's cool, man. Yeah, so, man. What, what's your takes on the trade? Yo, I got you on the next one. I'm going to invite you to the next one, bro. Whenever overtime got some, something coming up, I got you in there, bro. Keep me in the loop, man. Keep me in the loop. I'd love to cover it. I would definitely I, love to cover I it. I got you. Know. I got you. <clears throat> yeah, man. But um, real quick, I'll just make my points real quick. I don't want to hold up the lines nothing. Yeah. Um, I'm going to talk about R.J. Barrett first. Mm-hmm. Um, I had the pleasure of going down to Duke and spending time with Zion and R.J. for We was probably chilling for about five or six hours. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say this. The Knicks will absolutely get it spot on drafting R.J. Barrett. Absolutely spot on. Mm. He literally fits into exactly what we're trying to do going forward right now. He can come in, his game will translate to the NBA right now, 
And then on top of that, he's going to grow, bro. His, his ceiling is, if I had to say his ceiling, he's like a Scottie Pippen type player, like max potential. Mm. And uh, this kid, he doesn't go out. So New York is not going to be an issue for him. He doesn't go out. He doesn't like to go out. He doesn't like, um, like being around a bunch of people. What he does is he works. Yeah. He's a work. You can see the maturity in him. You, you can definitely see I've the maturity him. on him. Definitely. I can, I can see that. Bro, he's mature. Like, he, his head is completely on straight. Mm-hmm. Like, he's a good – I say he's the perfect pickup for what we're trying to do. Um, and the thing is, he could play multiple positions. He could have that positionless basketball like Fisdale wants. Um, he, he's, Fisdale's going to have a field day coaching him. I could tell, like, just watching Fizz coach and seeing what guys kind of guys he likes to coach. If he likes coaching Moutier, um, R.J. Barrett's about to shit on him in a couple of years, bro. Like, even mm-hmm. coming in right now, he's, pro- he's probably going to be better than Moutier. Like, with Fisdale coaching. I hope so. I guarantee, that's just how strongly I feel about R.J. Barrett. Yeah. Okay. That that's what's up, my dude. Appreciate the call, um, man. And then I was just saying oh. for the AD trade. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead, my real bad, quick on the AD trade. I was saying about the AD trade. Mm-hmm. Um, the Pelicans have no leverage uh, right now. As time ticks, they have no leverage, so they don't want to. They, if they're what they're saying about the Lakers is true, that's what people forget. Like the time is on them because AD's contract's running down. They mm-hmm. have to trade him before a certain point. If it gets too late, then they're gonna end up getting one player and one pick. You know what I mean? So it's like they're going to end up getting like a DeMarcus Cousins type trade or something like that, like something that's not very valuable as time goes by. So they don't really have much leverage. What they have to do, I mean, like the Knicks are the front runners. Boston Celtics is up there. Um, I mean, they're going to have to trade him very soon. So Time time will tell, my dude. Definitely appreciate the call, man. I would say hold out. Okay. All right. Appreciate it, Cedric. No, I said appreciate the call, man. Yeah, definitely, bro. Definitely, bro. All right, man. Take it easy, man. No problem. No problem. Anytime, man. I got you on the OT merch, bro. Okay. All right. Cool. That's my guy, uh, Cedro Cross, checking in from Jersey. And uh, Cedro works with, um, I don't know. I know some of you young guys might be familiar with the guy, Serato. Serato does the uh, the custom sneakers. He did Zion's custom. He does everybody's, but in particular, he did Zion's custom joints that he rocked in the tournament and he rocked on that slam cover. Uh, so Cedro manages Serato. And uh, so he's, he's with Serato and, and that overtime team. And he was at that overtime event at uh, that event last night. So uh, shout out my guy, Cedro, man. We, we've been vibing for, for quite some time and, and he's, he's a good dude. All right, next caller up. Let's go to, um, let's go to Zoe from Baltimore. He wants to talk about potentially um, trading Frank. Oh, Zoe. You all right, man? You, you... Yeah. Nah, yo, yo, line is, line is choppy, man. I don't know if you in a twist or a tornado or what. 90 seconds. Definitely call back. Let's go to um Val from Jersey. Val, how you feeling, bro? Yeah, hello? Yeah, how you, how you feeling, man? Hello? What, what, yeah, Val, what's your takes I'm on, on good, the man. Mitch deal? Would you put Mitch in a deal or no? I would never put Mitchell Robinson in the deal because Mitchell Robinson right now is approaching AB status in another year or two, and we only got to pay him a million dollars. So, no, he's not getting traded. 60 seconds. Okay. All right. Go ahead with your point, man. Um, disregard right. that countdown, too. That's just my uh, my uh, switchboard. Oh, no, you're good. You're good. Yeah, uh, my on. point is that I don't think – I think everybody's forgetting that the Knicks often use Frank Nittilakina as a smoke screen to trade someone else. 
The person I think we need to trade who makes a very similar salary is Frank, who doesn't really bring any value once we get Kyrie, RJ, Durant, Kevin Knox, mm-hmm. is Dennis Smith Jr. That's who I feel like he's going to get traded because, A, he has more value than Frank. B, he's 22 and he gets injured like he's 37. And C, he's just an athletic moodier. Like, I don't see anything with his game. He's not going to help us do anything. He's probably going to be upset that he has to come off the bench behind Kyrie. Frank, on the other hand, he plays defense Mm -hmm. and he passes and gets out the way. That's a perfect player to have if you have Kevin Durant. If you have Kyrie Irving and you have R.J. Barrett, you just want a guy who's going to guard the people who they don't want to guard and pass them the ball. Dennis Smith, he interferes too much. I see him getting traded before Frank. Yeah, I think, you know, obviously if you get Kyrie, you got to try to trade DSJ. The issue with DSJ is what is his market value right now? He's on the second team in as many years. He's much higher than Frank. Uh, probably, but it's is it higher even, than Frank. I mean, how much team. higher could it get? You know, what do you even get? What are we even getting for Frank is, is the thing, you know, and with DSJ, yeah. go ahead. Yeah. For Frank. No, no. For DSJ, sorry to cut you off. For DSJ, mm-hmm. you could guarantee you get a late first rounder, at least 15 through 28. You can get a first round. That's guaranteed. Frank, I don't even know if you can get a second rounder for him. Mm. I don't know. It's, it's been tough. I think they've been trying to trade Frank since last year, to be honest with you. I think they've been trying to trade him since I, last year. I, I agree, but we need defenders. We need defenders. If we get rid of Frank, yes, Dotson's a great defender, but off-ball defense is horrible. Yeah. Once Dotson takes his eyes off of you, you can just cut yeah, that door yeah, every he's time. He's gone. He's gone. You yeah. need a you. Yeah, you need a guy with a seven-foot wingspan that's mm-hmm. just going to guard the Steph Curry, the Clay Thompson, the, the whoever else is on the team. And Dotson can't really do it once he takes his eye off of you. Dennis Smith, he brings no value to the team. He's going to eat 22 and already have a bad back, bad knee, bad neck. You know, <laughs> bad everything. Oh, oh, last point too. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, bad everything. And last point too. Um, we should Anthony Davis is not. We should not trade for Anthony Davis. And the reason why we should not trade for Anthony Davis. The last 15 years, the Knicks have been trading for superstars, and it has backfired every time. We've yeah. gutted our team, and then these guys come to the team. I don't have any help. I don't. Yeah, you think? Because we traded everybody for you. If Anthony Davis wants to be a Knick, guess what? When he's a free agent in two years, he can sign with us. The days of trading for superstars are over. You either sign with us or we draft you. We're not gutting our team for an injury-prone superstar that can't even lead his team past the second round. If Giannis can do it, Dame Dallas can do it, and all these other big names can get their teams out the second round. Why can't Anthony Davis do it with Drew Holiday? That was my point. I appreciate you guys. Appreciate it, Val. Appreciate the call, bro. Um, the thing is on the uh, on the AD stuff um, in, in terms of what he was saying when you can get him as a free agent. Like that, that's likely not going to happen because for in order to do that, you're going to be banking on New Orleans trading him to a team that's willing to take a gamble on him. I don't think that's happening. I don't think New Orleans is going to. I don't think there's going to be a team out there that's going to take that gamble on him because remember the salaries have to work. So for you to gut half your team to trade for Anthony Davis, you want some sort of long term commitment. You know what I'm saying? You want some sort of long term commitment. So. With that being said, I think it realistically comes down to the Knicks, the Lakers, and the Celtics. Who's going to bark first? And who, whichever team he goes to, that will likely be the team of his future. That, that's just me speculating. I don't, I don't know that to be fact. That's just me speculating. So, you know, and, and then, you know, you were saying he didn't get out the first round by himself. I mean, he's in the West. You know, in fairness to him, he's in the West. You know, Dame Dallas has CJ. If you see what CJ been doing, CJ been smoking. This place. 
CJ's been smoking this playoff. So, and, and Giannis is in the East with a very deep team, very deep team. You know, you may not count on another superstar next to him. Maybe Middleton is a all-star. He's below that. Not, not a superstar. He's an all-star. But, you know, that, that's a deeper team. But I hear you. I hear you. I get your points, man. I get your points. Once again, shout out everybody for watching. We're still going. The show's not over. Somebody has to go away with a $50 NBA store gift card as appreciation from Knicks Fan TV. Reaching 10,000 subscribers. Somebody's going to walk away with a 50,000. 50,000. No way. I don't, got, I don't got that type of money. $50 NBA store gift card. Uh, all you guys got to do is subscribe to the channel. And click on the link in the chat that Knicks Fan TV Dave and Alex are, are posting in the chat. Fill in your information, and then we're going to do the random drawing in, in just a few. So just bear with us. Uh, once again, hit that thumbs up button for your boy if you're enjoying the show. Share these videos on your social media channels, on your text, on your Snapchats, whatever you young guys do, on your Instagram, your Twitters. Get it, get, we need more Knicks fans in here, man. We need more Knicks fans. And, and by the time next season comes around, uh, I, I want to see the chat doubling. I want to see the thumbs up doubling, subscribers doubling. Let's definitely do it. Uh, next caller up, uh, one of my guys from Long Island, Worldwide West, is on the line. Overall, he says he's against the AD trade, but thinks we have leverage. Wes, how you feeling, man? I'm feeling good, brother. I'm feeling good, man. Thank you for taking my call. You know. Absolutely. I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. No, no um, problem, man. Got a couple of things I want to I, I want to um I want to tackle real quick. Yeah. So first, I'm gonna talk about R.J. Barrett, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Now, I did extensive scouting on R.J. Barrett this year. I watched some of his games two or three times in a row and followed him individually. Watched his every move the same way I did with Knox last year. Maybe you don't. Maybe you remember. Maybe you don't. Mm-hmm. But last year, I was like pumping Knox from the beginning. Right, that he was the best prospect that would be available at nine for us to take. And in my opinion, I was right. You know, um, you can argue that Gildress Alexander was maybe the better prospect, but I don't think so. I think that, you know, Knox proved himself to be the better prospect. So, R.J. Barrett, I've been arguing with a lot of my boys that his requisite skill sets are better, more advanced than Zion in every aspect of the game, Right. Now, the one thing that you can't teach is size, which Zion has that intangible over RJ. But when you, when you compare, now don't kill me here, DeAndre Ayton to Luka Donick, right? DeAndre Ayton went first because he was physically more dominant. He, you know, he's a bigger guy. He's and, he, and I think but he was Luka a more Donick known commodity, too. Yes, he was a more known commodity. And, uh, but Luka had a, a, a definitive skill set that was way better than, um, than, um, than what's his name, Aiden. And to mm-hmm. me, at the end of the day, like right now, with the way the NBA is, like, skill guys is what you need. You need guys who have skill, you know, if you, if you want to have a winning team. Yeah, you can get the junkyard guys around them, the, the, the uh, role players, but you don't pick them over potential stars, yeah. which is why we pick Knox, which is why it's so important that Knicks fans stop comparing uh R.J. Barrett to a dude like Terrence Ross, my man Guillermo. He got too much basketball knowledge to be saying craziness like that. I think you know he said, I, mean? I, I don't know if Terrence he meant Terrence Ross, Ross but got, he said Terrence Jones. And I was like, nah, definitely not Terrence Jones. Terrence, Terrence Jones, Jones not even leave. Maybe he meant Terrence Ross. Maybe yeah. he meant Terrence Ross. Maybe he meant that. But even, even so, neither one is, is what R.J. is going to be. Yeah. R.J. is going to be a, uh, an all-star in this league. He's going to be a guy, an alpha dog, who can lead his team on and off the court. 
Look at that man's eyes. He's extremely focused. Okay, he's a young gun, and he knows that he got stuff to prove. So we're going to see what he what he's made of, and we're going to see very shortly. And a lot of, a lot of NBA experts, I put that in quotation marks, mm-hmm. they say that Knox had a, a bad season. You look at all the advanced, stupid statistics, and that they just these nerds invented that you know that can make somebody look, look worse than what they are. If you want to, you know, skew it like that. Mm-hmm. I, I don't look at all of that. I, I, the eye test, Knox passed the eye test. He averaged enough points, and when the ball was in his hands, when they allowed him to run the pick and rolls, that's the. Those are the games. You look at his best games. Those are the games that he excelled mm-hmm. when they played through him. Now you got a whole bunch of veterans on the team, and he was not ahead of them in the pecking order. So those games came few and far in between. Right. So you didn't get to see that on a consistent basis. But when you did see him with the ball in his hand, he flourished. Mm-hmm. And that's something to take note of moving forward with him and RJ. And RJ is a willing passer. Yeah. Okay. When when uh, the point guard was out, he played point guard. Yeah. When Zion was out. He played. He played small forward, power forward. He moved around. He played every single and, game. And that's what I no was saying. Injuries, with, uh, no nothing was at every practice. That's what I was saying with Knox and RJ is that you have two guys who this these uh, the front office is going to look to use um, interchangeably. Both capable ball handlers, playmakers. Both that can are capable of running the break. I think once Knox gets a little bit bigger, you can go a bit more smaller lineup with those two guys. So I think they give you a lot of uh, flexibility. So I, I agree with you on on. Uh, on Knox uh, in that regard. Absolutely. So now let me touch on Dennis Smith Jr., Mm -hmm. who maybe I have my own bias against Dennis Smith because I did scouting on him and I really wanted him. So I, you know, I'm kind of biased because I really like him. But how long did it take D'Angelo Russell to pop? Can you remind me? Was last year not his fourth year? Was he not looked at as a disappointing player pick at number two up until last year? Mm -hmm. Was he not coming off the bench? to start off last season? Mm-hmm. Did this man not make an all-star team and make himself uh, to a legitimate uh, point guard yeah. after four years in the league, right? Right. Did, did Steph Curry not have a plethora of injuries with his first two seasons? Yeah. Did C.J. McCullough not have a plethora of injuries his first two seasons in the league? Did they not give those players time to develop and to get cure the injury bug? Yeah. Why are we so... Hate. Why do we hate Dennis Smith Jr. because See, I, he's athletic? I don't. Like, I don't think it's. I don't think it's offered. hate on DSJ. I think it's clearly they're going after Kyrie Irving. So it's like that, that kind of makes DSJ expendable because oh, we need more assets. A, a, absolutely no, 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 my friend. Because this is why he's not expendable. Kyrie Irving is not going to play eighty-two games, and well, if, we know if you plan around him playing eighty-two games. He's going to break down at some point. Mm-hmm. You have to give him, just like Kawhi had about 18 games to rest, mm-hmm. throughout the course of the season, you got to find 15 to 20 games where you're going to rest him. He's also going to catch one or two injuries. right? You got, so you Absolutely. need a backup point guard who's capable of being now a let me a, Now let me ask you, in, do you, in, in do you see DSJ? Do you see DSJ being comfortable in that role? Because it seemed like that was an issue with him in Dallas. Will DSJ relinquish the, the starting point guard role to a Kyrie Irving? Is, is, is his ego capable Okay, so let me handling? answer that question. Yeah. And the short answer is absolutely. It's, it, first of all, they never wanted him to relinquish his starting position in Dallas. I don't know where that narrative came from. They wanted him to relinquish him predominantly controlling the ball and, and, and let Luka control the ball. He was never going to come off the bench, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Now, he felt 
that the same freedom that Luca got, he didn't get. Yeah. And he's a very competitive guy. He's young. Luca's young. So it's a whole different story. You having to take a back seat to a white dude from Europe coming in. I'm sorry, I'm just keeping it real. Mm-hmm. Right? Like this mm-hmm. is what this is how his perspective was. And um so as compared to a perennial all star like Kyrie, who been there, done that, has a championship, who I'm sure Dennis Smith Jr. uh looks up to, dude, you have no choice but to sit behind him. Yeah. Right? And in, and in sitting behind him, you're still going to start 20 games a year. You're still going to get significant playing time. So, and you're still going to boost your, uh, your, your status. And then okay. if, if you're, if you boost your, um, your situation so much, then you're now you're a valuable trade chip. And now we can trade you for somebody if you want to be starting point guard. But we shouldn't be in a rush right. to trade him simply because he's too good to be a backup. And that's, that's not a good reason. And we shouldn't criticize him overly, you know what I mean? Yeah. When he's shown signs, like, dude came in, he'd have seven assists in one quarter. Then he wouldn't have another assist for three because guys are missing layups and wide-open jump shots. Right. He, the way he was facilitating the offense was 20 times better than what Moutier was doing. And guys still were, were, were harping on the fact that he can't shoot free throws. All right, he, he has aspects of his game he needs to work on, mm. obviously, but... You're acting like he has no point guard skills whatsoever. Like, the dude is lost. He's still finding yeah. himself. It takes years for a point guard to come into the league and to find himself. Figure it, out. it takes years. Look at like look at the examples I've given you. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So, that, that people need to get off of that. And the last thing I'm going to say mm-hmm. is with this whole trade for um, Anthony Davis. Mm-hmm. First of all, I'm not with it. I am not with it. Because we've been there, we've done that, right? Now, nine times out of ten, right, when you get a guy like Kyrie and you get a guy like KD, assuming best-case scenario, we get those two. Let's see where our team is at. You put them in, you have two major scorers, and you have a bunch of role players and upcoming, up-and-coming stars so around So you rather wait to the Let's deadline. gauge where we're at. I'd rather wait to the end of the season. The Right? Well, you're not going to get that opportunity. Worst case He's scenario, is, no. Well, listen, we're operating from a position of power. We're the only viable team that they, that that can offer the best package. The Lakers, they have damaged goods. Lonzo Ball, because of his pops, he's damaged goods. Yeah. Uh, my dude Ingram, because of the blood clot, he's damaged goods. So that leaves you the fourth pick, Josh Hart and Kuzma. That ain't a better package than what the Knicks can offer. Like some of uh, one of your previous callers said, mm-hmm. R.J. Barrett, his best friend. Getting R.J. Barrett over there would almost guarantee that they both resign after their rookie contract. And they both don't end up demanding a trade. Because, yeah. dude, you're playing with your best friend from college. Let you like this, That's a dream come true. Let you guys grow in the NBA together and figure it out and become winners on a new team together. And just the same way that Donovan Mitchell embraced Utah, yeah. and um, Dame Lillard embraced Portland. They would embrace New Orleans if they, if they had that opportunity. Okay. But I'm not giving up the farm. I'm not giving up the farm because, like I said, he ain't going to Boston. He's not resigning in Boston. Yeah. The Lakers, they don't have better pieces than us. And if you want to take that, that trade to training him within your own conference, which is unheard of, you know, good GMs don't really do that. And, uh, that dude that they hired from the Cavs, he's a good GM. The, the like, well, the writing is on the wall. Now you're not going to come here and 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 rape us, 
excuse me using that term mm -hmm. for for a deal like they always do. Sure. Making you're gonna you're not gonna take all of our young talent. You're gonna have to come to an amendable deal that's gonna make sense for both parties. And to me, any trade I don't want to involve Knox and I don't want to involve Mitch. Now yeah, you ask how can we do that? Yeah. Well, if we see. wait to the trade deadline, right from now to then, we can sign somebody who's making like. Mid-level exemption. A mid-level exemption because of the cap spike is over $7 million. Right. Right. And then mm -hmm. the, um, the mini exemption. You can get two players who's making around 5 to 7 to $10 million along with KD and Kyrie. And you involve one of those two players, R.J. Barrett, and some prospects. And, you know, maybe you throw in Dotson or, or Trayer, but you, you retain our two players. Because it's the same thing with the Jimmy Butler trade. They're not going to be operating from a position of power. They either lose him for nothing, or they get something for him. Yeah. And when the um, Cavaliers traded, the uh, you know the first overall pick, they didn't give away. I mean, when the Minnesota Timberwolves traded for, for them, they mm -hmm. didn't give away Kevin Love and three other, four other great prospects. They said, Nah, we're giving away Kevin Love for the pick. Why is it when it's the Knicks, they want our pick and a slew of other things? Yeah. I understand yeah. the salary cap reason. But that, that's why I said if we wait to the uh, midseason, then we can throw in one of these players that get like an eight to nine million dollar contract to make the numbers work. But we don't have to trade all of our prospects. Right. Okay. All right. I appreciate appreciate the call, Wes. Um, my bad. I got I got to get to other calls, man. I, I didn't I didn't want to cut you off uh, for too long, but we had other calls and and we got to wrap up. But I, I hear what you're saying. I, I think Wes made. Um, some good points. Uh, he's preaching patience, Praise patience with the young guys, patience with with a Knox, uh, a DSJ. I think the only thing with the DSJ, I think a, a large majority of the fan base they see talent in him. It's just the inconsistency. Yes, as you said, he's a young player. You look at D'Angelo Russell; he needs time to to uh, you know he needed time to kind of acclimate himself, and now he's an All Star. DSJ could potentially reach those heights. It's just what does the future hold with DSJ? If we're obviously Kyrie Irving is a target, maybe even less or so Kemba, what does that do with DSJ? Is he willing to be a backup? Do they see uh, trade value for him that can get us a piece that can help us even more as a potential role player than a DSJ could as a backup point guard? You, you, you get what I'm saying? Um, on the AD trade, I still think it's going to cost you. I still think it's going to cost you. I, I don't see you getting away with... Um, just the R.J. Barrett and a couple draft picks and, and you know, maybe a couple mid-level players. But um, I, I think it's going to cost you. I think it's going to cost you probably Mitch. I think it's going to cost you Mitch. Uh, David Griffin's not going to play around with this. He, he's going to want to make sure that he gets the farm and make sure he pleases the owners. And um, for that reason, I think it's going to cost cost you a grip, man. But appreciate the call, Wes. Definitely appreciate the call. All right, let's go to um, – we got a couple more callers, and then, and then we're going to get to the drawing. Mike from Jersey says he's against the AD trade. Mike, how are you feeling, man? Hey, man, not bad. How are you? Good, good. Uh, what's your take on the trade? Yeah, um, honestly, I'd rather keep RJ. And this is, I'll, I'll give you a couple of reasons mm -hmm. so far. So, mm -hmm. to start, um, I just want everybody to remember this kid did reclassify. You know, he should right now be a senior in high school. He shouldn't even be in the NBA draft right now, let mm -hmm. alone top three. Mm -hmm. So, right now, he should be the number one kid in high school. He is only 18 years old at the moment, one of the youngest kids in the draft. Mm -hmm. He put up better stats than Kyrie Irving, um, Marvin Bagley, 
Jason Tatum, et cetera, Duke. And I mean, outside of like DSJ, who is a, a high usage player that can't shoot threes on our team, especially if we get, you know, Kyrie and KD. I mean, they're the two of the best shooters and shot creators in the league. So let's say we trade DSJ, maybe a second round pick, maybe a couple um, second round picks for a shooter, shooter that can defend, you know, a la Robert Covington. I mean, I'm sure the salaries don't match up, but, right. you know, just as an example. So let's use that as an example. And then that leaves us with, you know, Covington, um, Kyrie, KD, Knox, Trier, and Dot. I mean, outside maybe Mitch, who's a defensive big man who doesn't demand the ball at all, we really don't have any truly bad three-point shooters outside of RJ. And he can develop that shot. I can see him being, you know, just as good as any of those names that um, I mentioned before they went to Duke. Okay. So um, that's just personally my thoughts on that. So I don't know. Um, what's your take on that? Would you agree on that, or would you say that um, it's a little um, – a little much to expect them to put up, even with those, you know, past players and Kyrie, Bagley, and Tatum, whatever did. I, I, I think, years. listen, I, I have, um, I've, I view him highly. I, I view R.J. Barrett in, in high regard. I, I've said it even before the lottery that if we get him, I would be happy getting him um, because I, I think he could be an all-star for sure. Um, shooting is something that you can improve upon. Um, outside of that, he's a scorer, man. He can still put the ball in his hole, in the hole. You know, yes, he is lefty dominant, and as they say, he needs to work on it, on his right hand and, and switching from left to right. But all those things he can he can work on and improve. Um, I like what he has up here. I feel like he's a leader. I feel like he's a dog. As Wes said um, on the previous call, he's, a, he's he's got that alpha dog in him. You know, he's got that basketball pedigree. He's played at the professional level. He's played at the best school in the country for the best coach in the country. You know, R.J. Barrett, he's well-seasoned, man, and I think he's going to be a great pro. Whether it's here or somewhere else, I think he's going to be a great pro, man. Yeah, same here. I mean, he's got great people behind him. With, yeah. You know, Steve Nash, for example, he's an underrated passer. I think if you look, he's actually in the um, ninety-five percentile, I believe, when mm-hmm. it comes to um, pass to assist ratio, which is you know great, especially for us. We need some great passers if we're going to have you right. know KD and Kyrie. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something that could actually, if he became a third option, come out for us. Like he could be a great passer for us who can move the ball. You know, if we have KD and Kyrie, he doesn't have to be as much of a shooter. He can go more so into his passing instincts, which I'm sure having a um, godfather, Steve Nash, can hurt. Yeah, exactly, man. And and Mike, appreciate the call, man. Appreciate that. Be sure to call in. All right, next up, Zay from LI. He says he's against the trade. Zay, how you feeling, bro? Hey, how you been? How y'all doing? Good, good, man. How you feeling, man? Just just, we got to get to the drawing, so if you could just keep it quick, that'd be cool, man. Yeah, 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 I was just watching your shows, you know, hitting the like button. Um, all I want to say is I don't think we should trade AD. Um, I think we should um grow our youth. Like, mm-hmm. I already seen a coach Fisdale with someone like Moutier, and I've seen videos of him taking the time on Knox. I think we should take our time and see what he does with Kevin Knox because, you know, he did he did what, what Moutier was before and what he is now, he, he like, hit a jump. He had a big jump. So I feel like Coach is he's taking his time with Kevin Knox and he's gonna and I feel Kevin Knox is about to make a jump. Everybody's all against Kevin Knox, but he was player of the month in the beginning of the season. He's only conditioned to play forty games. He's not conditioned to play eighty two games. He started playing bad at the second half. So I think we should trade AD. We got Mitchell Robinson. He's gonna he's he's just gonna get better. We got Kevin Knox, I feel like he's going to get better. And then you add, like, Kevin Durant and 
Kyrie, and then you can make a serious run. I feel like. All right, yo, listen. I'm not. I'm not saying that it can't happen. I'm just asking uh, you guys if is that going to be a satisfactory from that standpoint with getting those two. Uh, max free agents, you know, is that a, a sustainable team to be a contender within the window that Kevin Durant and a Kyrie Irving or Kevin Durant and whoever that other guy is, that they're going to be still in their prime to be able to carry the team, you know, or be the bulk of the, the yeah. production. I feel like Ninja, and, and I feel like Ninja P, he'd be making moves too. You know, who knows? He might even get like a Patrick Beverly under the sneak tip. Yeah, you know, and we get okay. Patrick. If we get someone like a Patrick Beverly, and you got him to like mentor like a Frank Nikitina, I feel like Frank could hit another jump. Okay, you know? all right. Like if we have, I mean, don't sleep on this P, man. I mean, he <laughs> he did magic with what little we had. So never, man, never. Picture him actually having assets. Okay, <laughs> appreciate the calls. Assets, having talent. Appreciate the call, man. I, I get it. Uh, Michael Parker leaves us a super chat. He says uh, he's got the gut feeling that after player workouts, Memphis may decide to draft Barrett over Morant. Um, I don't know. Uh, you know, I, hey, I would definitely take John Morant as a consolation prize for sure. Uh, it seems like Memphis is set. It seems like they're set on uh, John Morant. You know, obviously they're trying to get Conley out of there. He's making way too much money, and, and he's uh, he's coming down from his prime. John Morant, they clearly see as the future. So I, I could see him as that building block with him and Jaron Jackson. That makes a lot of sense, but maybe maybe, um, maybe they, they do become high on R.J. Barrett. We'll see. We'll see, man. Shout out to everybody who's tuning in. We, we got uh, over 600 people tuning in right now, so appreciate the love. Once again, this is a special edition Knicks Fan TV, we are celebrating 10,000 subscribers. We're also covering this past week's news, so hit that thumbs up for your boys. If you're new in the chat, hit that subscribe button. Hit that hashtag new so we can shout you guys out. And also make sure you subscribe because in a few minutes, one lucky fan is going to walk away with a $50 NBA Store gift card. And I'm going to give that away after this phone call, after we hear from Brandon from Miami, Wants to talk about the AD trade, Brandon? How you feeling, bro? Hi, it's me, Brandon. Yeah, how you doing, man? So, so hi. So, um, a little background. I'm from New York. Uh, I live in Miami. Okay. So, uh, the point. All right, sorry, sorry, man. You got you got to get to the point. Zoe from Baltimore. What's going on? He wants to talk about Frank from. Uh, he wants to talk about Frank. Uh, Zoe, go ahead. Finish this off, man. Yeah, man. I uh, just want first, first of all, thanks for having me on the show. Yeah, no problem. Um, I was just gonna say, man, looking at the playoffs right now with mm-hmm. the teams that are remaining, you know, there seems to be a recipe for success, and that's really putting the, the required expectation on your star players. You know, you got Steph and Clay; they, they're expected to do what they're doing every night, uh, so forth and so forth. And when you get in someone like Kyrie and KD. I think you got to give them that added responsibility, you know, especially if they're coming on max contracts. Yeah. And, you know, each, each of the, each of the dynasties that you look at in the past, they've always had two top dogs. Then they got a unicorn. And I, just looking at Frank, you know, from a distance, he seems to be that unicorn fit. Mm. You know, he can mm. guard one to four. I see him guard Kevin Durant. I see him guard point guards. And he just seems James like a perfect Harden. player to put with those two guys. James Harden. Mm-hmm. You know, and you, 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 
looking at Boston, I think their biggest mistake was trying to have two different timelines. They were trying to have a win-now team with Kyrie, but they were also trying to develop the young guys. And you got to choose one, you know. And so yeah. if you're bringing those two guys in, you know, keep in mind, KD is acknowledged as the best in the NBA. So you could put a lot on his shoulders. Kyrie led his team of young guns to first seed last year. You know, nobody expected that. It threw everybody off in the league. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So both of them guys are in their prime. And a cat like Frank, I just feel he fits great with them. They'll be able to go off every night. You got Mitch Robinson who's trying to develop his game. I heard him talking about he wants to start learning how to shoot threes and stuff like that. You know, I'm not against the trade, but I just think, you know, you want to have a team filled with role players because you don't want to have egos. Anybody who's going to come in and think they're going to take away shots from KD and Kyrie, it just messes up the team chemistry. And you got the media who's going to blow it up. You know, they're going to try to, like, create internal beef between teammates. So looking at the teams in the playoffs, that's one thing that seems to be clear with all of them. They all got really defined roles, you know. And so I think if New York... It's building with that. If they if they're fortunate enough to get those two guys, don't even second guess it. You know, just go with them. Put the put the weight on their shoulders. Let them be the ones to carry the team and just build around them. Okay. And I think New York is great because they got the pieces already who can do that, and they can just add a couple of more. All right. That's all I wanted to say. Pre- appreciate it, Zoe. Pre- appreciate it, man. I mean, listen, it's it's not a it's not a, a bad um, point. I think everybody has to have a role, like Zoe said. You know, in Frank's case, maybe his super selflessness um, is a good asset to some team. You know, is it here? I don't know. It hasn't seemed so. He's had a disappointing two years. Some people have argued and I've said and and agree with Zoe. Maybe when you get a, a talent infusion here, maybe he becomes a more solid role player. But I don't know if this management team wants to wait around for him. I, I just don't see it. I, I think, I think they're gonna bail on him if they get a chance to, uh, because it, like I said, from a salary standpoint, you still have to part with either him or ISO if you're gonna bring in R.J. Barrett with the number three pick, or even if you're gonna try to trade for AD. He's gonna be going either way. So, it, it, it's gonna come down to Frank Atreus, as my man Alex Collins said in the chat, and I think it's gonna come down to Frank. Unfortunately, I think it's gonna come down to Frank. Unfortunately, so. But but good points, say good points. Um, Brandon, my fault, man. You know we we got to keep the calls moving, and sometimes if if not feeling the vibe of the call, we got to switch off, man. So I didn't mean to you know be rude and cut you off, but just letting you know, man. Um, you know next time you, you got to be a bit more intentional with your point, and and then we can get you through. You know what I mean? All right. For those of you that are trying to win the gift card, about to wrap up the show in a second. Make sure you subscribe. And then fill out your information in the form because I'm about to gather up all of the uh, contestants right now. And somebody's going to walk away with that gift card, man. So, uh, Dave, just put the link in the chat and um, let's let's see who uh, is going to win. But before we get to that, one more item on the news front, uh, free agency wise. Scary Terry was, was on the Jalen and Jacoby show. And, uh, you know, obviously free agency is coming up for Scary Terry on the Boston front. And uh, here's what he had to say in regards to his own uh, restricted free agency status. Could you see yourself living here in New York City and playing for the New York Knicks? Yeah, I definitely can. I definitely can. Uh, 
you know, this is a great organization. Um, you know, everybody know about the New York Knicks. Um, there's, there's, there's sports market and everything about everybody know about the city of New York. You know, it, it'll be great. It'll be great. So, you know, there's a lot of teams that are going to be looking to add you to the roster, and including the Celtics looking to keep you. What do you look for when evaluating these potential opportunities? Um, like I mentioned, just looking, just looking for a team that's going to let me be myself, a uh, team that treats me like family, and you know, we just go from there. Uh, I'm not, I'm not a hard person to work with. Uh, you know, I, I'm a team guy, team first type of guy, and you know, so. Whoever whoever I decide to make that decision with, uh, I'm pretty sure it's gonna be it's gonna be great. Well, you know, as a as a fan, I look forward to you getting you know more opportunity to spend more time on the floor and show what you can do to the rest of the world. Could you see yourself? Li- All right, that that was scary, Terry man. And here, here's a funny meme too, right? Fantasy and reality <laughs> of what the off season could really look like. The fantasy of Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant. The reality is. Overpaying Terry Rozier and bringing Marcus Morris or whichever Morris brother that is, who cares? Uh, Into the fold. I don't, I don't. I've said it from the beginning. You guys know that uh, Terry's not. He's not my guy. You're gonna have to overpay for him, and I just I don't see. He's not the type of guy you want to build a team with. Maybe he's a guy that you know could be a good role player on a, a contending team, but uh, I, I'm not that big of a fan of him like like some of you guys are. But I, I felt like a lot of you guys were high on, on Terry Rozier earlier this season. I know a lot, he kind of fell off in the end. But I know a lot of you guys were high on Terry Rozier at the beginning of the season, man. What happened? <clears throat> what happened to the Terry Rozier fans? Okay, let's um, – I'm going to pull up the winner now, and then we're going to get out of here. Appreciate everybody for joining, man, wherever you guys are watching from, Facebook, YouTube, Periscope, Twitter, Twitch. Uh, appreciate you guys for tuning in, and and like I said, man, this was a celebration of ten thousand subscribers, uh, monumental uh, achievement for the show, monumental achievement for you guys, man. It's it's not possible without without you guys. You know, you know what I'm saying. So, um, you know, when I ask you guys to like the videos, if you like it, share these videos, so on and so forth, it goes a long way. It goes a long way, and and uh, that's how we've been able to grow so fast, man. So once again, uh, much appreciated on that. All right, so here we go. We got 144 contestants. 144 contestants trying to go home with the gift card. So here we go. I'm going to pull these names into the name picker ninja. My contest uh, app. Let me copy that. Shout out to everybody watching. Alex Collins, what's going on, man? All the way from Ireland. Appreciate it, bro. Knicks Fan TV, Dave. Appreciate it. You guys uh, are very much a part of uh, the success of the show. You guys are very much a part of the growth in this show. And um, I very much appreciate it. Very much appreciate it. So uh, continue um, volunteering. Appreciate it. Um, All right, here we go. So all the names are here. Let me make sure all of them are here. All right, all right, all right. Let's make sure. Make sure we clean these up. Clean out the empty space. 
make sure we clean out the empty spaces. Uh, here we go. Who's going to win? Who you guys think is going to win, man? Lord Scientist, appreciate it, man. I don't know why this thing... Uh, I don't know why this thing is all spaced out like that, but let me clean this up. And let's go. I see Brandon in here. Well, Brandon, I, I know I cut off, I cut you off the phone call, but hopefully you win the uh, the fifty dollar gift card, man. Maybe that that'll be a nice consolation prize for you. All right, here we go. Let's clean up all these blanks in here so we don't have any uh, false positives. All right, here we go. I don't know why all these spaces happened here, but I'm going to clean it up. Let's go. I see uh, 147 entries. All right, here we go. All right, so here we go. Who's going to go home with the grand prize? This is, uh, you, you guys, you guys were here for the tank. And uh, let's see, let's see, man. No freezing envelopes going on. No funny business. This is all. Uh, this is all a go. Let's go. The winner is. The winner is Falcindor. 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 I don't know how to pronounce that name, but you will be going home with. $50 gift card from the NBA store. Put that towards a KD jersey if all goes well, man. Put that towards a KD jersey. So once again, Fal Sindor is the winner of the gift card. Winner of the gift card, man. But uh, listen, there will be plenty of opportunities for you guys to win. You know we partner up with Statement Games. We're going to be playing more trivia games uh, during next season. We're also going to be doing some other giveaways and raffles and stuff. There's going to be plenty, plenty opportunities to win uh, prizes over the course of next season, man. So don't even trip. I'm also giving away two tickets to the NBA draft this year for those of you in the NYC Tri-State area. So stay tuned for that as well. Stay tuned for that as well, man. So anyway, that is today's show. Once again, man, appreciate the, all the support, all the love. Share these videos on your social media. Let's bring some more Knicks fans to the fold. Hit that thumbs up button. Subscribe to the channels. The show is also available in audio format on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher as well. So subscribe in the podcast form. If you guys are going to work tomorrow, you want to listen to it, you can do that. The store is also open. Check out the Knicks Fan TV merch. The Mitch Please t-shirts and hoodies have been flying off the shelf. Alex Collins and Baltimore and all the way in Ireland. We do ship to the European Union. So for those of you in London and Ireland and the UK, you guys can order that as well. Uh, Canada, you guys can order that as well. So uh, get your Mitch Please t-shirts. And uh, yeah, man, definitely once again, appreciate the uh, appreciate the support. From everybody, man, you you guys have been tremendous. Let me shout some people out before I get out of here for sure. Shout out to uh, Sammy Soso, Brian P, Game and Grind, appreciate it. Quiet Money, thanks again. Frank Matos, always in here. Lord Scientist, you my guy. Uh, Angel A1's Roman, thank you, man. DJ Sin Six, Chris Mineo, appreciate it, man. John Talento, your day one, appreciate it. TM, 
My new, my new uh, moderator, TM, thanks for holding it down. Dr. Carpy, appreciate it. Famous, thanks again. Steve Stark, the realtor, appreciate it, man. Um, the King, state of mind, appreciate it. Rome, day to take over, thanks again. Frank White, Carlos Ortega, thank you again. Uh, listen, man, there's going to be more content coming up on the channel. Just stay tuned, hit that notification button so you don't miss any uploads. Uh, we got Moke Hamilton will be the next guest on the summer series. He'll be here Sunday, June 9th. So that'll be about three weeks from today. So stay tuned for more. And uh, yeah, man, thanks for everybody for tuning in. Peace. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.